Welcome back, folks, to yet another episode of Snooze and Booze. This is going to be episode 160-something. 64? Four or five, one of those two. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But um, today is just going to be one of those old school episodes. Maybe not too long, but me and Lofa are recording just by ourselves in the garage today. Yeah. Um, and Lofa wanted to uh, finally talk about the Disney Plus thing. Shit. What's that? Uh... Just the, the sound effects app. Oh, okay. Like, it's not the paid version, so there's ads, and they just pop out of nowhere, and oh. audio and all, so. That does remind me, though. Let's get some background sounds going on through here. Whatchamacallit, um, yeah, I th- that's funny. Sometimes I hear that on, either on podcasts or on radios where, like, oh, yeah, check out this video, check out this video, and then out of nowhere, before the video that's placed, like, a random ass ad, and it's just like, ah, oh, yeah. shit, and it just kind of kills the vibe, ruins the, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, 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 I get you. At least it's just this. So what happened? You got uh, I I did the same thing, the bundle package for Disney Plus, ESPN, and Hulu, about like a month back, and essentially I um, I really only got it just because it was cheaper for me to get it because right, I right. was already paying for ESPN and Hulu by itself anyway, mm-hmm. so it it just made more sense. Like, well, you know, might as well. What I and then the other is just like a perk, I guess. Well, th- to be fair, there's like Gargoyles is on there, which is amazing. X Men the cartoon, the Spider Man cartoon shows are on there. Darkwing Which Duck. are fucking Darkwing Duck is on there, a uh, Boy Meets World is on there. So these are like, okay, I I I get it, yeah. And then there's a, all the Marvel films, obviously, which I'm a mm. big fan of. Not so much really into Star Wars, but I do enjoy them. I just don't seek them out. Is that fair to say? No, no, yeah, I get you, I get you. What was what was selling you on getting the package? Um, I mean, before I just had it individually, it was just kind of just taking a trip down memory lane, you know, just watching like all the Disney stuff that I grew up with. But yeah. Then I'm just like, you know, just going through my. Uh, my uh, statements, like, because you know, like I just Your get bank the notification. Well, like, I just get the notification to like, oh, PayPal, like, oh, you just paid so and so this and that. Right. But I'm like, dang, like this much for Hulu and then this much for Disney Plus, like. It's you only- also you had Hulu and uh, Disney Plus separate. Yeah, like prior. How much was Disney Plus by itself? Uh, six ninety nine. Oh, that's not too bad. But I feel like twelve ninety nine, you get all three of them. Like, right, 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 right. It's just, it's just more practical. Yeah. Do you use ESPN one at all? No. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll take a gander to see what's going on. Yeah. Maybe when like World Cup comes around again or something. But oh yeah, you need that one to watch any UFC fights. That's hence why I got I got it. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. I know, like it gives you the options to like pick favorite things like that you. you uh huh. So that was on there. Like, oh, why not? And then I had the Zone for a while too, which was a different sports one. But that's essentially, um, basically, like, all the Bellator events are there, which is UFC's counterpart. And mm-hmm. then uh, Deloitte's boxing stuff is on there, too. Oh, okay. So, I had that one, but then, like, I only did the free trial. Like, I can't keep paying for these fucking apps, man. It's just, it's a lot, man. It adds up, you know? Yeah. I got yeah. UFC Fight Pass I have, which is another, like, 8 bucks, 6 bucks, And I got rid of that one so I could get ESPN. It's just like, man, when's it... Every single niche. I mean, it's cool if you're only into that stuff. Well, uh, you know, you say you're cutting the fat off of everything else, and right, right. But this is who is into only. You know, what I'm saying all the like everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's really, really, really should get like a shared accounts. That's really the way to go, right? Like, it's all right, like... I get these three. You get those three. Okay. We get these three, and then we'll all have nine accounts. And if as long as we share, you know, you got to get with like a group of 
whatever, a couple, handful of families, whatever that shares a. But it's that just, makes sense. Do something kind of smart cool. like that. Like, like, you know, at the house, we have, like, uh, Jackie has her Netflix account, and I have my Netflix account. So even that is separate, you know, just because there's so many devices that, because the kids each got one, Jackie got one, not only the TVs, but or the, uh, but our phones each one. So right, right. it's <clears throat> just so much they're asking for, you know. That's how they get you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is new, right? This is a new thing. Like, because uh, they added up, like, well, if you get rid of your cable, which you pay usually about 100 bucks a month or give or take, but now you're adding up all the apps that you use, it, it you really kind of balance out to about being the same. You're paying pretty much the same for t- TV as you are for what you used to pay in the, like, direct TV, the premium channels and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you add up all the ones that are normally now, it's about pretty much the same, 80, 80 90 bucks, you know, eight. What is it? HBO Go, Showtime, on oh, okay. stuff like that. Yeah. All that stuff, you know. Because I know they even they have like those bundles too, just with mm-hmm. like, like all those movie. I channels. think CBS has their own separate one now. Do they really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where you can watch the Star Trek specific shows. I guess those those are what's leading the way now. Like you know, they'll have a like a what do you call them? Like an anchor show, something that's gonna grab it. To, like for Disney Plus, it was The Mandalorian, but like you know, for all the Star Wars nerds, right? And then, um, oh, that offends them. Don't call them. Oh okay, for the Star Wars geeks, is that better? For the fuckheads, you know. But, hey man, we're all got we're all nerds of our own things <laughs> that we're nerds to. You know? They used to be called Greeks, but then they dropped the R. I don't know because they couldn't watch our reading. I don't know. Uh, are you, you know what a geek means? Uh, what is that like? Uh, whale general? No, it's uh, in the circus. It would be the guy who bites the heads off chickens. Would be the geek. Yeesh. Yeah, that's how it started. But I only know that because of a Kevin Smith like uh, Q and A. Where somebody that was, uh, his name was Geek, and he said, uh, oh, my name's Geek, um, what can I call it, can I just, like, suck your dick for five bucks, I'm trying to make some money, you know? Oh, man. And then, because was like, what did you say your name was? He's like, Geek. Like, your name is Geek, you know what Geek means? Like, no, what? And it's like, you know, it's, he said the story, it's someone who bites their heads off chickens in the circus. Like, oh, wow, thank you. Like, I would never let you suck my dick with a name like Geek. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was a really good joke. <laughs> That's how you get the bird flu, huh? Yeah, I guess oh, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of, uh, yeah, that's going on, right? The coronavirus? Oh, yeah, the coronavirus. Uh, what do you think about that stuff? I don't know, man. It's trying to take advantage of some flights pretty soon. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, I fly, you know, I just left San Francisco and then they got like quarantine or something. They said there's a. Are they really? Yeah, so they said. But, <clears throat> but they said, like, uh, I mean, I, 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 facts say that the flu is. St- kills more people a year than the coronavirus yeah. system. It's just like whatever the media... It's just media propaganda. What is those things? Like, what's the next uh, thing we can make money off to scare people with, right? That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sad to say they got me like... I, I hate when they do this, but when they have me like a green, a green with Trump. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're like... Because he said it's not that big a deal. And then... Obviously, you know, the, he gets picked on for not being educated or it is not taking it serious, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he said they're blowing up proportions. He's actually right this time, you know. You know, credit where credit's due, type of stuff. You know, it's, right. not, it's not that big a deal. Media's blowing up proportion. Uh, there's way more dangerous shit to be worried about, but we're not. Why are they pushing this issue? Because this one's popular right now. There's a hashtag attached. It's a trend, to it. right? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and that whatever. Um, I don't know. It's just whatever happens gonna happen. Would be cool though if it turns into some kind of zombie apocalypse type shit. That shit. would be cool. Like what? Like twenty? Wait. This is diseases. 28 Days Later, was that a disease? I guess this would be more in line with, like, Last Man on Earth, if you ever saw that show. With, uh, Will, uh... Will Arnett? No, Will, Forte? uh, Forte. Uh, no. 
Oh man, it's great. I it's on Hulu still. It's like two three seasons. Really, really, really fantastic show. I highly recommend with, it. What's your face, right? Yeah, um, with a logo voice. Um, I, I hate that I forgot her name because I really like her. Oh no. She's like the a voice on Gravity Falls, and she's a comic. Oh my god, she's like a cartoon. I don't want to look it up, but if I hear it, I'll say it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I will try to remember it. Everybody at home that knows it, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just a beard talking. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's um, the show's great. I highly recommend it. But what what wipes out most of the earth is a sickness. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, and only certain people are immune to it. You know, whatever, like your typical type of thing. Hmm. That's really fun concept. What would you do if you were the last man on earth? Type last of man on earth, Homer. I just get naked and go to a church and start singing. Yeah, I think that's a thing on there. Yeah. No, what would you really do? Fine. Feels like, um, like say, like Will Smith and uh. Yeah, I legend imagine. type shit. Yeah. And if I was military, I'd go become military. Just go rounding up guns and just shooting random shit, maybe. Um. Huh. Run red lights. Nobody can stop me. hit the liquor store. Yeah, I think that's the go-to number one, right? And then from there, I don't know. See where it takes me, where I wind up. Is there, where some you start stupid tra- shit like that. Like I mean, just like off the top of my head, I don't think I have like a plan. Or so anything. traveling the U.S., start doing like golden sites that are completely yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right. What would would cool. you? What would you do to take a camper with you, or would you sleep in a different house each night? Each night. That'd be kind of cool. Like a camper would be kind of cool. I don't have to worry about traffic or people like you know. True, but that is a gas guzzler too. Hmm. In the sense that, like, you know, you don't want to get stranded somewhere with no gas. I like to think that whoever has a camper kind of foresaw that. Mm-hmm. They might have like some extra gas on board enough to like get to the next place. Sure, and then but maybe... I mean that will eventually run out. I would say I don't know if it's. I mean, it's cool if you're going to sleep in there and travel, I guess. But it's I don't know if it's very conventional for if you're trying to do an all road trip type of thing and you don't really know how to keep in mind no internet's not working right so you can't gps anywhere mm. so like well i mean the smarter way to do it would be i guess to do a, a motorcycle just because they get like 100 miles of the gallon with a, a few tanks of gas attached to it that kind of thing right hmm. or like a sidecar full of fuel type of thing you know not for a sidecar yeah. not for a little car sidecar, something like that then i guess uh i guess like well i still have internet access because i mean Things wouldn't like shut down simultaneously. Like uh, there was a show like Life After People. Do you ever like? Yeah. Think about that? yeah. Yeah. Like I remember they talked about like how long you know just the mm-hmm. infrastructure in general, you know, and, like you know at what point certain things will shut down. Yeah. Say like if I would have seen it coming, you know, you know there's like a disease wiping out people, and then just one day everybody dies. That uh, maybe just take some precautionary measures, but. Um, Maybe kind of like map out, I don't know, just from one place to the next and just kind of like tiptoe my way across the U.S., you know. As uh, a... Just for sightseeing, just to fill your time? Yeah. I mean, at that point, I guess, like, to have all the time in the world. Yeah, I guess you could do whatever you wanted. I wonder how quick that would... I guess when you're literally the last man on earth, how, how long before you go insane? It's not a, it's not a matter of if, but when, yeah, right? It's a, yeah, it's a matter of time, definitely. Yeah, I get. I I remember one time I was in solitaire, and I had to like to keep my mindset. I made a game of it, so I played like basketball and seeing how many times I could dribble in an hour, and then I tried to beat my own record. That's funny. Yeah. 
<laughs> Should have seen it coming. Some man. people will get that one, right? That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, that's just his reference for everybody that's wondering. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's pretty good. Uh, what should we call it? Uh... Have you seen any more recent Simpsons lately? Oh, the new one runs no, no. Haven't given them a sh- chance. I just haven't gotten around to it. There, uh, I'd say give them a chance every now and then. Just like Saturday Night Live ones, like they got some good ones in there every now and then. Yeah, yeah more yeah. shitty than good, but not to exclude that they sometimes they do pull like out. The good some ones, ones are still worth it. Mm-hmm. Like they're still worth the while. Absolutely, but those first, I don't. I, even to be fair, I'd, you know, everyone says nine seasons and then they started falling off. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, bad ones, but I'd legit give it up to the, like the 14th seasons when they for were SNL or for Saturday, no, for uh, no man, SNL is like they're in the 80s in the 14th season for so the Simpsons. When everyone always says, Oh, after the Tansmerian episode, you know, the ninth season uh, that they air one with that here, oh, yeah, when his Scanner's real name, thing. but I'd give that as a fluke. And for that season, that was still a good one. That was still a good one, yeah. And even then, so I'm saying there's still really good episodes after that. I really would when I really started falling off where I didn't really want to. I didn't really care for like I didn't mind. You know how you, when you're younger you, or when you're really into something, you can't miss the week, right? Mm-hmm. When it really started falling off, it was just like, oh okay, you know, like a 13, 14 season, like oh, you know, I'll catch up on it one day, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I think that's all the attitude that I have now. Like mm-hmm. I want to make my way through everything eventually, but did you ever did, when they were doing the Simpsons marathon, every Simpsons ever, you know, yeah. for the the the, the gimmick? Mm-hmm. Did you did you get a chance to see that marathon? Yeah. So like, you did see the new ones? Not all of them. Oh, okay. So you didn't make it through the marathon? Like, That's a lot of Simpsons. <laughs> no, I know. Like, if I had to go to work, you know, like, right. obviously I couldn't watch it at work. But, like, like any waking moment that mm-hmm. I had to, like, watch TV, I was watching that. I thought that was a brilliant gimmick. Because that is really... And you can't do that with every show. You could only do with something that has 500 episodes or something, That's right? That's true. That's you know? true. I thought that was and, a um, really brilliant gimmick. And, uh, like... Like, you know, I went through, like, all the old ones, of course, you know. But even after, you know, like, they finished, like, oh, okay, this is where, you know, like, this isn't familiar. I don't know this episode. Mm-hmm. But I would still watch it. You know, some of them were like, uh, like, okay, like, just, uh, I don't know if it's the storytelling or just, like, the way they executed it was just different, like, the characters. It, I don't know how to describe that shit. But, like, whatever, you know, I get it's, like, different, but. Silliness? Goofiness? I mean, it had that before, but it was just more, you know... Out of character? Stuff out of character? I think so. Because that's what makes me... That's what makes me always want to cross my arms when... It's something that you grew up with where you love... You know the characters already. You know the, how they're going to act right. in certain situations. So when they go so, do something so out of character where that's just not even plausible just for a, for a joke, it's almost disrespectful. Right, right. And then it just makes you, like, hate watching after that. Or not even hate watching, just turn it off like, this isn't my Simpsons type of thing, right? Right, right, yeah. It was something like that, yeah. Right. Like, that, the characters were, like, they, like you said, like, you're so used to them. Like, somebody you know. And then, like, you know, they, just one day, they kind of, like, go off on vacation or something. They come back, and, like, they met some new group of people, and they're, like, this completely different person. Like, damn, what's up with this guy? Like, Well, you're not talking about Simpsons now. You're talking about real life? No, no. I'm just, like, I'm just, like, kind of, like, a parallel. Mm-hmm. Where, like, somebody's just, like, different. I'm like, ah. Oh. And it was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, you know, you're so familiar with the characters, and then they just kind of, it just kind of, like, took it up, like. They were too extra, I think. Like, if I had to, like, you know, call it something, it was that. They just kind of became a little too extra. I think it was too much of the competitiveness with the other animated shows that were doing extra off the bat. And then they kind of went to this mode, like, what what type of animation show are we, you know? They started the kind of that adult uh, right. thing, so everything has a basis for them. So when other, pe- other shows are catching up to them, they feel their need to compete with the same kind of zaniness, quote-unquote, 
or absurdity or even crass. And then it's like, well, hey, man, do what got you to the dance. Don't fucking switch dance partners all, you know, all of a sudden yeah. because you uh, you want to be the cool guy. Like, you'd be the cool guy if you're authentic. You know, don't, you know, don't worry about that stuff. Flares come and go, that kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, flare yeah. up, they come and go, stop trying to compete. And I think that's what ended up happening. The writers got too competitive with the, all the adult animation that was going on. And then they ended up becoming something they weren't, you know. But, yeah. like, mm-hmm. kind of like I said, to be fair, if I'm worse to use analogy, every now and then you can still see glimpses of who they were in certain episodes. And I kind of like those, you know. It, it, it's, you know, I don't want to be, I want to be fair to the Simpsons. And, yeah, you know, so all, everything after season whatever shit, you know. Uh, I, I, I would say it's not what it, it's more of a shadow of its former self more in that way hmm. and there are still glimpses of its former self in it where I can like oh this is a good one this, brought, remi- this is a good episode reminding me of how I used to be when I when I was a kid and watched it right yeah so uh, a little bit of more minuses and pluses but a little bit of pluses in there you know that makes it worth it yeah so it kind of does and there's something cool to say like something you grew up because it really is our generation right it's something that we grew up with literally it was in, right. at its inception you know we were 80s babies so it's coming right, so, yeah. and it became this cultural phenomenon I mean, it, we're, we have that thing where we were into it bef- when it was at its inception, you know. So it is kind of cool, you know, the, to say. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it, it's, it's nice to like, oh, there you are, brody. I, I remember you now, you know. Almost like an adult with a child, with a child who becomes rebellious, right? But, every, you know, when he comes back, oh, there he goes. That's, that's something, funny. you know. Kind of like that. <laughs> that's funny. We're, I, we're giving way too much more meaning to this. <laughs> 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 and it's and it does. It has. has it. It has it. It's one of those shows but that's that that's so funny. <laughs> like, I was thinking about it, like... Um, like uh fuck what was I watching? I think we were watching King of the Hill. And just like, you know, thinking about like, dude, they've had a lot of, you know, like really great uh, you know, guests on there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then I thought about um the Simpsons uh, the the B Sharps episode because I just saw it like not too long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, George Harrison was on there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they had like the whole like, you know, Beatles like kind of thing. That's what that was it. a tribute to, especially the ending, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I think besides John Lennon they've had everybody. And then, you know, who else did they have? I, was thinking, I think like, they even had, like, a John Lennon imitator or something like that, yeah. John... Oh, did they? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty one of the episodes. I want to say, like, the, the least any braces one. Because there's, like, a yellow submarine part, you know. Where yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, maybe maybe what I'm thinking, right? I could have been. But I was thinking, like, you know, they had Johnny Cash on there. I didn't know that one, yeah. yeah Johnny Cash. Yeah, I didn't know that one. Yeah, uh, the um, Homer, Find Your Soulmate, Homer. Like, oh okay the coyote one yeah yeah oh, right. that was johnny cash no like even just that episode alone yeah that's actually really that one was a brave episode i think because that was out of the ordinary for them even then it was an existential episode which you definitely ever, rarely ever get from something like that not that uh certain episodes don't make you think but this was legitimately a philosophical Absolutely. episode you know what i mean one of those types of things which is great. I, I mean, you know, I mean, you know how I am about that. I love that that kind of stuff when in things that aren't straight up preaching to you, right? And that was right. one of those things where, oh, this is something I'm familiar with and something I love coming together, you know, philosophy and The Simpsons, you know, and they're kind of like, oh, cool, man, you can... I always like when when something bridges a gap between, like, because you, you, you always have snobby-ass philosophy, philosophy teachers or people that are into certain things, like, oh, oh just because yeah. you know about Immanuel Kant or Kant doesn't mean... Oh, you watch The Simpsons, how how little kiddish of you. Hey, bro, there's a philosophy and all this stuff, right? They, don't, they just got to be an open-minded or not be so dismissive of things that are just so animated, right? That kind of thing. Uh, and that was one of those episodes where I was like, oh, my God, they're really, they're really going for yeah, things that make you think and They dig deep with that one, definitely. And obviously, I think the number one, 
I remember talking about this in high school with like Elliot and Peppy. If you remember my friends, uh, Elliot, former guest of the show, but like we went through like top ten saddest episodes of The Simpsons. Oh, okay. And, like I remember the two distinctly, no, three distinctly that got up for me were like, oh shit, man, that's a really heartfelt episode. Was the obviously the number one has to be the Homer mother one. I don't know if it's for you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. when Homer finds his mother yeah. and leaves him again, and then the end credits to that scene, if Absolutely. you remember it, definitely. <clears throat> I almost want to put that as like my screensaver, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Homer sitting on the hood of his car in the middle of the desert looking at the stars, thinking of, after his mom just leaves him again, but get, this time gets a chance to say goodbye. It's very heartfelt, but very like, fuck, man, they're doing something really good here. They know, know, they know how to. Hit all the heartstrings. Almost like Pixar movies, you know. They know how to like make you cry. Like that was one of those episodes where they kind of like stepped out of like their usual, I guess, whatever. You know, just their. I want to say call it typical writing, but. And not in a bad way. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, but they don't usually know how to like get you like that. Mm-hmm. But it seems like when they want to, they will, and it's done very effectively. And then the uh, actually the hockey episode with Bart oh, and Lisa. Of course, I love that one, man. It's a brother sister love that you really. Because there is an obvious rivalry there with uh, brothers and sisters. You know, obviously both of us have brothers. Uh, we have sisters and grew up like that. And even my kids now. There's a rivalry there, but there's a, un, an undisclosed love there that's there that never reaches the surface because you're too much. There's like a... There's a, this game you guys play where it's like... It's like, is it a pride thing? Like, I don't, no, no, it's not a pride thing. No, this is, this is legit sibling rivalry. It's something that's just naturally. You just... You grow up together and you grow kind of like... Uh, uh, you know, stepbrothers, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, true. yeah, it's it's just, you're always at odds with each other, but there's love in the undersea that you, that's never, that's never spoken. Uh, it's gooey and mushy, that kind of thing, right? <laughs> I don't know what that's it like, is, whatever it is, it's a little kiddish, but it's always there and you poke fun at each other and that's almost the way you guys show, show love is you poke fun at each other. I, I'm thinking of all my, three of my sisters and each one of us kind of throw jabs at each other, you know, and, and it's just part always, I don't know, it's just how we grow up, right? Yeah, but that, I think that's how everybody grows up, to be fair, you know? No, not everybody, but it's not uncommon. The sibling rival thing is a real thing. And that episode really explored, like, oh, d- deep down there really is, like, love for each other, or they really do. Is that risk- history? Because, like, the little montage, you know, where they're thinking about Sure, like- yeah. And, but, yeah, it, actually, that the way it ends with them holding hands, skating away. I can love that. That's a really, really cool way to show that. And then uh, Santa's Little Helpers, where he runs away and joins Mr. Burns. Uh, oh, attack okay. spot and right. Bart goes out looking for his dog. It's a man and his best friend type of story, and it's oh, really, so... really gets you, man. Really, really heartfelt. I love you, boy. Yeah, as the montage. Yeah. Oh man! <clears throat> and then he turns around, and defends him against the dogs that are about to attack, and it's great. It's, great. it's really, really great. Love once again. Love those senses when it really gets you right in the in the heart. In the feel. Uh, like the... What are some other ones that come to mind? Do it for her episode. Oh, Maggie. that was that. Yeah, absolutely. Right, Maggie. Maggie, do it for her. And uh, Bart when he steals a video game. Ah, uh, yes. With the I mom. think that's like one of my favorite ones. Like that one. <clears throat> yeah, and that's it's a, a Christmas good one. Episode, yeah. Yeah, the pick, try and save. <laughs> that's such. <laughs> that's such. I fucking whoever wrote that joke. I think that's one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard. Try and try save. And save. Like, if you can, <laughs> try. <you know. laughs> It's such a good one. Well, good. Uh, I always remember that the like security dude had like a USMC tattoo, uh, like oh, a marine right. tattoo. That's He's right. a hard ass, whatever. What I... was his name? Dete- uh, Detective Brock. Detective Brock. Capiche. Uh, he comes out on like all those. Um, like he was a uh, what the fuck is his name? Another one I don't want to look up. 
For what? Uh, the the guy who did his voice. Uh, Robert Forrester. Is that him? Oh uh, no. Um, wait. I don't want to look it up. Fucking Reservoir Dogs. Now we can tell. Um, like it's like wait, wait, who didn't put him for the tip? Oh, oh shit, John. Uh, the thing, motherfucker, looks just like the thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck, man. I'm not gonna come up with it without yeah, looking same. that up, and I hate that. He's an old school actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's him. Mm-hmm. It's the Don Brock. Yeah, not Robert Forster. Then, uh, yeah, shit. I'm sorry here. No, that's all name. <laughs> this is a good like, one. So eventually, I'm just gonna bite him. Look up all these people. Like, yeah. oh, of course. Or just gonna come to you like just randomly throughout the week. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I just hate that shit. V is texting me. Uh, he's shooting through? No. No, he's in, like, Moreno Valley or something. Uh, he's asking me my opinion on the jo- on a joke. Hmm. Um, whatever, you know, he's texting me. He's asking me my opinion on a joke. And then he says, hey, we're recording. Want to call in? I tell him. He's like, nope. <laughs> and I was like, just <laughs> just uh, text me the joke and I'll say it out loud or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. Let's see. Tell me. Okay. So, whatchamacallit, um, um, yeah, I guess, I mean, it's kind of a little unfair we're being nostalgic on, like, what, jo- uh, what Simpsons used to be, because they were so great. I'm sure there's an episode or two in there now. Actually, I did see a recent one a few years ago where it was a Homer Lisa episode. Mm. Hey, man, that's another one that's one of my favorite oh, ones. Yeah, the original right. Homer Lisa episode where the crayon episode, I can love that one, man, where he removes the crayon and he's actually really smart, and, uh... And I don't know, just the yeah, relationship that Smart Homer had with Smart Lisa or with Lisa is uh, one of my favorite things. And the fact, you know, because that actually is more towards, you know, that not theory, but you know how I'm always saying like ignorance is bliss, sadness, uh, truth and, you know, knowledge is sa- brings sadness. That's that's one of those most perfect episodes to explain that. Right. The smarter you are, the more, you know, the more alone you are going to be, the, mm-hmm. the more sadness is going to come with you. And, you know, and you're not going to be happy in that sense if. Uh, being um, I say no at all, but being smarter than everybody else in your group is gonna isolate you, or it's gonna um, you. Like I said, the ignorance is something, right? Yeah, you know, whatever that kind of thing. Uh, There's that part in that same episode where Homer like draws a map. He's like, "Oh, the smarter you are, the sadder you are." Did you yeah. remember that? Graph? No, I don't. But that's yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like he says something like that too. Yeah, and then how he uh, I just love the letter he wrote, smart Homer. Oh, right, right, right. right. Cause he's just like, um, you're much braver than I can ever be. Cause that was a good one. Hey man, that's, that gets you, man. That gets me. Uh, fuck man. Nice. See, that's why, yeah. Uh, Tommy's recommendation. Uh, see, that's why they, um, I think that's why they hold such, such, uh, staying power. It's because they have that foundation of these things that just get you right in the heart you know just and not just in the heart i mean there's hilarity and they're the first ones to ever do something that's out outrageous and that kind of thing but uh they have that they hit your emotional pretty much all your senses of emotion right right right. and they have those first solid tense whatever it was to to word like they have that they they they, uh kind of they built a foundation where they can make uh 20 more seasons of not as good shit because they have the first 10 seasons which were almost perfect you know can ride that wave so right yep okay here's a joke uh from v my boy v <laughs> it sucks being i have the first time reading it so i don't know the punchline i'm just reading it as he texts me it sucks being single i've been single for a long time and it get and it gets me depressed 
The only times I ever get excited is when I pick up, is when I pick up the phone and and when they when it says scam likely because I think it's a chick trying to make out with me. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like, well, I laugh, but I, well, I laugh. Scam likely. <laughs> we could probably take it to like a different direction. I don't know. It's a good filler joke. I don't know if I'd like close or open with it, but it's a, it's a good filler joke. He did tell me. I'll tell one of the jokes that he came up with that was uh, I thought was really funny. So, <clears throat> like, you ever go to a massage parlor or whatever? This is a joke already, by the way. You ever go to a massage parlor or everything? I don't know. Uh, no, I haven't I'm not talking about those happy ending ones. I'm talking about like a regular get get your massage, right? Right. First, get in, get out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Get in, get out is the term I'd put. But yeah, sure, sure, sure. If I had one, that's what I call it. Get in, get out. But hey, man, that's not bad. Maybe I might steal that one. Uh, so I went to massage parlor for the first time, and I was really uncomfortable, right? But at the same time, like, nah, nah. I want to, I want a good rub down. The whole thing, relax. You know, was very sore working out and all that crap. And I, you know, it was a legit one, you know, like one of those massage envy type places. It wasn't nothing with oh, no okay. Asian people going to, you know, come at the back and sucky, real swanky, sucky. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Real legit. But the, I didn't want to come off as homophobic, but the, and be like, oh, can I not have a guy? Can I have a girl? I wanted to be, you know, whatever. So, cause they assigned a guy to me and I was like, oh shit. No, well, like whatever. I don't know any better. So he's, he's massaging me. And, um, and I asked him like, uh, Hey man, real nervous too. Like, cause I wasn't is it normal to get an erection while this whole thing is happening? And the guy's assures me like, no, 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 man, it happens all the time. Don't even worry about it, man. Don't, don't worry about it. Man. It happens all the time. Then I, that's uh, well, can you get it out of my face, please? <laughs> like what's, what's going on? <laughs> so I added a lot to it, but I remember the basis. That was the joke he told me. And then, and he gave it to me right to say for my stand-up but i remember adding a lot more to it but right, right, but right. The, essentially the, the the you got what the setup and punchline yeah, was yeah, and yeah, i thought yeah. that was like dude that's a great joke that's a great joke let me work on it but that's a great joke yeah so he he's always been one of those because he's, he's another he's a really really funny guy you know you remember v. yeah yeah hell yeah yeah he's, he's one of those those guys we had a couple of I, I didn't have too many marine friends where like i want to see them outside of base there's a quite a few, there's a you know I had a lot of obviously marine friends that I know and all that but there were a few that I'd like purposely want to hang out with outsiders. V yeah. was one of mostly the the fun ones that didn't take themselves so fucking seriously. You mm. know what I mean? There's a lot of you know you you know how it is, man. You're in the marines. Everyone kind of like there's a lot of machoism going through. Everyone wants to be the right. the toughest guy in the room type of thing. So that's why when everybody has always ends up fighting so much. You know you drink and you gotta fight. <laughs> but I always like to gravitate towards the ones that like make each other laugh more than more than anything and obviously v quadra obviously is oh, you know course, in the mix yeah. that kind of thing you know what i'm saying like that kind of <laughs> that's that was our more group of escobar another one who's just so fucking oh, funny yeah. uh, th- those were our kind of group of friends that so was one of my favorite episodes yeah 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 there, right man. so that was more my stuff oh my god that, uh i said dude that's a good filler joke and he puts not like that massage joke i just said <laughs> yeah dude i i <laughs> uh let me text him dude Oh shit! Um, fuck. Fucking massage. Like I thought about like getting massages, but like I, I just like get like so like hung up on like the fact that like, like if you get a massage, you know they ask you certain questions because like you know blood clots and all those things, and like if you know, like I don't know what the hell. But either way, like I just feel uncomfortable about like people touching me. And, Have you ever got one? No, hell no. Oh, because of that reason. Yeah, Regarded, yeah, yeah. I mean, even like from your girl or whatever, or girlfriends be, be, in, in the years, have they ever given you a rub down and all that? Oh stuff? yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay, so it's just more of an intimate. So you, it's more intimate for you. So only when you're 
allow yourself that. So you're not gonna let a stranger do that type of thing, right? Well, no, like even if I was like at a like a massage parlor or whatever, you know, I know that's why I'm there, and I you know assume without like any any doubt they're professionals and they know what they're doing. Yeah, and you know, but but still, I just have a thing about like you know just being fondoodled in that way, you know. But by people you don't know, right? Or like I said, but you're okay with their, like your girlfriends. Or I think depending on the girl uh, to a certain degree, like as long as it's not like too like, like you know, octopusish. Well, that's just because they suck at it. If they're suck at it, but I'm well, saying it's an intimacy thing for you, right? I mean, it could. Well, I mean, to certain like, okay, like if we're like cool like that, depending on the person. Um, I'm saying you don't let just anyone touch you, but if you do let someone touch you, you're fine with a massage. Them giving you a massage. If, sure, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. more of a, like, you, you don't feel comfortable. You have to get comfortable with a person touching you. Uh, comfortable to a certain degree, even if, like, people that I do know. Because just because, I don't know, it's just a whole different thing with me. Yeah, yeah just because they're a girlfriend, you're not going to let them touch you because you don't feel comfortable with them. But if you felt intimate or comfortable with them, then, yeah, you can give me a rub down. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if I know their style, like, I know how, like, if I, like, trust you enough, like, on that level. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be, like, cringing every five seconds. Right. Like, someone's tickling you. <laughs> yeah, because that's almost what it feels like. Right, you know, right. You know, you know, bad childhood memories, you know how that is. Sure, know. man. Yeah, tickle yeah. priest. I know how it goes. <laughs> they always want to play that tickle game with me. Like, <laughs> the Lord says you must play with me. I don't know why they have feminine voices. So. Do they? No, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. What, priests? No, yeah. I mean, they're just normal people, bro. They're not... No, they're, they're not they're, normal people. Yeah, sure they are. They no. don't lower their octaves just because they be, they took on the collar. So I don't know. I don't know. Priests are normal people. Uh, yeah, the clergy. It's just normal. That's funny. <laughs> Why not, you know? Aren't we all normal? Hmm. Normal. Just call it normish. It's because it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. I guess it's everyone's abnormal... As we are, because oh. we're all unique snowflakes, like and that's normal. That's new normal. <laughs> snowflakes, sure. <laughs> everybody's uniqueness makes them normal because everybody's unique. Right? I don't know about all that. Word, everybody's not unique. Unique. Everybody's oh, like not you an individual are different person. and unique, just like everybody else. Like one of those. Things. So that makes everyone just fucking normal. <laughs> How can yeah. yeah right? If everyone's individually great or individually not great, but individually unique, because everyone's their own person, that means everyone's normal. What's the definition of normal? That's like the person. Same as everybody else. And that's what we are. Like status quo. We're the same as everybody else. Even if we even if we like to pretend that we're different or I'm different from that guy or he's different from me or or bite or girl, whatever. In reality we're just the same. What are you trying to do there? I was trying to put it in that one. I know. That's what she's <laughs> like. Which hole are you trying to put that in? I don't know. Good yeah, thing see, this is on. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the nor- I don't know. I think people like to pretend that we're not normal, that we're unique. And I really, I doubt if aliens came, they'd be able to identify the difference between the, even the female, the female and male. You know, it's like if you don't study it, like, can I, can I, like, off the hand, right? Because I don't study chimps or apes or, or primates. I can't tell you the difference between a, a nine times out of ten, I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference between a male gorilla or a female gorilla, or a male monkey or a female monkey. You know, they all look the same to me. I'm sure they're all unique and individual in their own special way, but very rare that I can tell you the difference between the sexes. Like species, or just like from one of the same species from one to another. Gender. Oh, gender. Yeah. Besides, like anatomy. Or... Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. If I saw a picture of someone and I can't see tits or a dick, I can't. Oh, say, I, see, I can't I say the difference. As opposed to us, we wear clothes. You can tell a man from a woman, right? Unless I think if you're a primatologist, they, they kind of know the. That's why I said, or, unless we study apes or primates, you know, we wouldn't be able to tell you the difference. Chimpanzee and clothes, you know, I don't see the, the feminine features for a female in the face or vice versa for a guy, you know, or the masculine features in a man. For, or not a man in a, in a male ape, you know, wouldn't be able to tell you. That monkey Suzanne, it could have been a guy sent though. That's funny. Uh, I wouldn't have any reason to know, you know. Oh, like in uh, Home Alone, Buzz's girlfriend, Wolf. Wolf. Like that was, I think that was director's son. Like yeah, that's what it was. Something like that. Yeah, because yeah. they they felt bad about putting an actual girl and. Yeah. Which is actually that's actually very sensitive of somebody. Like you know? okay, like I get it. It was nineteen eighty nine. When did they make that? Home Alone ninety two, ninety one or two. Yeah. No, I think that was part two. No, part two was ninety three. Was it really? Mm-hmm. What was Home Alone part one? Ninety one or ninety two. Fuck, I don't want to look that up either. I look God it damn it. I'm almost because I know it wasn't eighty. So it was ninety ninety one or ninety two. Yeah. And Home Alone three was ninety. Home Alone two was ninety three. But yeah, what were you saying? Mm. Besides the point, but what were we saying? Oh, fuck, what were we talking about? You said, I, I guess you something because it was what year it was. I guess that makes sense because of what year it was. Oh, right, right, Just like that whole thing. But it didn't 90, even seem... Home Alone 90 and, and, and 2 was 92. Oh, and, so two years apart. And 3 was 90, uh, 97. That's <laughs> five years apart. Shit. And 4, I didn't know there was a 4. What the hell? It was 2002, another no, five years. You. And tw- what? Home Alone, The Holiday Heist, 2012 Good film. lord. Did you know this? No. This many sequels? After three, uh, like, even three I barely remember. This is the one from 2012, The Home Alone Heist. Oh, good lord. And it even has the a kid, a kid on his face with rubbing his cheek. Wow. Okay. Like, I'm almost tempted to watch it. Just, like, if, you know. Debbie Mazar is in it. Is she really? Yeah, and Eddie Steeples huh. and Malcolm McDowell. No Actually, shit. Yeah. What the hell? Ed Asner? What the fuck? How are we not hearing that 2012 Home Alone movie? Maybe huh. straight to... I don't know. I doubt it's a theatrical release, but... I think if it was, we would have heard about it, you know? Ah. Uh, huh. That's interesting. Maybe well, anyways. Yeah. Good stuff. I've been listening to it. Well, I listened to it. It's only six episodes, but this podcast, by recommendation of uh, Cynthia, who was a guest on... Episode 162, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember her and her Jose? Yeah. Uh, which they want to come on next week, so we'll probably do a studio episode for that with Omar again. Oh, for we'll sure. repeat sure. of it. Uh, but yeah, she recommended, it's called Dirty John. Have you heard of this? Dirty John? No, no, no. It's uh, Los Angeles Times podcast, so you pretty much just type in Dirty Johns on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, uh-huh. and it's only six episodes, like 40 minutes each. One of the, uh, fascinating story, fascinating. Uh, from the first episode I'm in, right? Oh, and it's a true just... story. And it's told from, uh, I think it happened in somewhere in Orange County, Newport Beach, around that area. Okay. Uh, this guy who's like kind of a con artist, con man, takes advantage of a, of a, a woman who's kind of rich, has her own business type thing, self-made woman. And her, fa- her family hates this guy because they know he's kind of using her for the money and type of thing. And he just weasels his way in there. And it's pretty much that story. And it ends very violently. And I mean with a death oh. type of thing. Oh, yeah, but I'm in. And then I saw on Netflix that they actually, not a biopic or not a doc on it, but it's an actual. Eric Bana is the dude, and the dude that plays Dear John, Dirty John, 
and it's like a same thing a six episodes or four episode series on netflix that came out like in 2018 what the hell based on that true story so i gotta check that out now so i heard the podcast which i fucking loved and then um and then like i said i'm gonna check out the show and i, I can't tell you if the show's good but the podcast was amazing and i want to check out the show now it's on netflix Dear, dirty john it's called but eric banna starts at stars as the uh, the con artist type of thing uh, not Giovanni Rubisi. <laughs> no, that's funny. And then uh, I do love. That's a really good show. Yeah, uh, on Amazon, uh, Sneaky Pete for everybody Sneaky. at home. Anyways, and Connie Britton stars as the. Uh, oh no the, way! Yeah, as yeah, a woman. Like and then Juno Tempo is the youngest oh. daughter that gets the one that he's most beefing with in the story. That I know. Huh? That ends up, like I said, ends up in a very bloody affair, and not in the way you'd think the outcome. And I was very surprised, and I was very satisfied. But I'm that. That was a really cool story. Like each episode, I just went like, "Fuck, I want to fight this guy." You know, that it, it, <laughs> it leaves you with that mentality. Like you're, you're invested, that kind of thing. You know, huh? Check it out though. Check out the podcast if you if I if you get a chance. Dirty John, uh, wherever you find podcasts, whatever. But it's a cool story. Six episodes, forty minutes, real quick. I think yeah. I finished it in two days. God, I was that in, into it. You know, sounds and good. And I'm gonna check out the show on Netflix or the miniseries. I guess it's a miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anything you recommend? Uh, podcasts. Uh, or anything Anything you recommend Movie, TV show, books Movie, uh, let's see What am I watching Let me just Make my way through a thing Like Oh, um Like I just uh, Like on Instagram Just a little while ago I don't know when she posted it Lauren Ash From <laughs> Superstore I guess uh, America Ferrara Is like leaving the show I didn't know that Oh, they made a little story about it Yeah yeah. Is it because of uh, the like, baby or something? Oh, I don't know, honestly, why she's taking time off. Because she produces the show. She's mm. not just a star. She's one of the producers on it. So I'm assuming she's going to still be involved in the producing aspect of it. I don't see why not. But that's a great yeah, show. I don't know. And yeah, I do I love her. And uh, But that show can't... That's one of the very few shows that can survive without the starring member. Because it's such an ensemble with... Everybody's really... But everybody has, like, you know, like... Great moment or great part. It's a... The other, like... Each personality mm-hmm. is something different, and it kind of adds, like, you know, it kind of right. keeps everything. It's an ensemble. Definitely. It's a great ensemble. So it can't survive without her or with her coming in, you know, once Periodically, in a while. maybe. Right. That kind of thing. I can't do. I hope, I really love that show. And I was very surprised how much I like that show because it's, on the surface, it looks like a corny type of, like, like a, The Office. No, but I like The Office. Like a Big Bang Theory type of show. And on the outside, it looks like your normal, like, laugh track type of show. It's not that at all. Right, right. It's a lot more, like, clever than that, I guess is the word. I think so. Yeah. Think so. The, the, the thing that gets me the most about that show that I love is the cutaways. Random uh, customer shopping, but doing, like, weird shit. Like, random, random fucking... And I like the songs. They always have, like, good music in the background. in the background. Like, in the, like I was like... Yeah, that. yeah. That's actually really good. Underratedly good. Yeah, I think it... it it's I, a great show. I think people would like it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Good. For, I mean. Get, I guess. Good for. Her. Hopefully, there's bigger, better things. Or maybe she is taking a break, like you said, for the baby or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. I just saw the thing, and it's like, oh man. Yeah. I was just watching like the new episode today. Like, yeah. 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 I haven't seen the new one yet. I, the last one I saw was the um, um, not the wedding one. The one after the wedding, a cereal episode where they provide cereal for. Everybody. Oh, like a cereal dispenser or something. A, a cereal bar. That's what it yeah, is. There yeah, yeah. 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 That's the last one I saw. Uh, pretty Good writing, stuff, man. man. Great writing. Really funny stuff. Yeah, I really like that show. Uh, what else was, are, are you watching? Oh, Magicians. I don't know if you watched that show in Magicians. I haven't gotten into it yet, but like, I think I want to. I'm on the fourth season. Okay, so I don't watch Harry Potter at all. 
Hmm. I don't. I'm not a fan of it. Nothing. There's anything wrong with it. Just never got a chance to give it. Get into it. All right. But someone told me like, oh, you gotta check out the show Magicians because it's like Harry Potter but rated R. And I was like, huh. well, I'm not into Harry Potter rated R. But well, <laughs> or, I'm into so rated R. Not but yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> but I saw the first episode and I was like, okay, not bad. I saw the second, so I was like, okay, uh, all right. And, uh, everyone, so the characters are. Because there's not necessarily one star, it's another one where it's like six different stars, and they give a lot of time to each one to develop per episode, so it's really good. And there's, that's all one consolidated story at the end, but okay. everybody has their individual journeys and paths. Oh, okay. And they're like, like not six best friends, but there's six group members that you're focusing on. That and not, not like a I said, coven or no, something? no, 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 not like that. It's just you know, guys, six people that that uh whatever get along but you can tell the quest is for these people and some of them kind of don't even really like each other that much that kind oh, of okay. so i can't say they're like six best friends just going through the motions a few couples in between that kind of thing mm. you know so it's not like friends or like i said harry potter but in college for college kids or young adults you know people in their 20s uh you know lots of fucking lots of cussing that type of thing but not in the sense that that's what sells you on the other just that's what's using to sell the scripts but really good in a good way in a fun way, because they do a lot of references, like um, to like, like the m- magic shit currently. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like they make fun of Harry Potter when they're calling somebody like a, a, a Mongol or a Muggle. 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 Yeah, they say like oh, <laughs> fucking Muggles or something. Like, and then they're not saying it because that's what they call humans. They're saying that right. because in Harry Potter they do that and they're making fun of like, that. Kind like of thing. Uh, normies. The like normies, normies, yeah, right, right. So it's it's that's funny like, stuff like that. It's it's a good show though. I really recommend it. Hmm. Like I said, I went through the first season. And after the first two, three episodes, I'm like, I think I'm in. Okay, I'm watching it. And I'm on the fourth episode, the final episode that's on Netflix right now, the final season. Mm-hmm. And this season's been really, really great, too. And uh, there's, like, very unique stuff because it's a magic show, so they're able to do, like, a musical episode, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's good there stuff. Go. Everybody I like in it for their own ways. Everybody that's a main character on there I like for completely different reasons because every single character, there's no one really like the other one. Okay. Yeah. And then it's kind of like equates to whatever your personality is. That's who your, becomes your new favorite So you character. just kind of like gravitate towards who is like, oh, okay, I relate to this person. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So that's, that's pretty cool. Oh, not, too shabby. not too shabby. You know who's in uh, this season that I'm surprised to see her acting again? Cameron Manheim. Do you remember her from The Practice? She was the big girl. Practice, practice. Never the, the show The practice. practice? Oh, okay. It was a lawyer show. But she was on there. But if you don't remember her, never mind. But anyways, I was like, oh, okay, good for her. She's still acting. I guess character actress now. But yeah, hmm. there's been a few people that you'll recognize them as like, oh, okay, they're they're on this for whatever brief amount of time, you know, character just actor work. showing up. To, yeah, just work. Yeah, yeah. Huh. but it's good. I like it. I, I highly recommend it. I think you'll like it. Uh, when you do finish it, let too. me know what you think. Uh, what else are you watching or doing anything? Um, Prodigal Son. Who's that with? It's uh Michael Sheen. I like him. Like, he's, like, the only, like, one that I recognize. Okay. Like, everybody else is, like, I don't know, I guess they're up and coming. Is that also on Amazon? This one's on Hulu. Hulu, okay. I could watch that. So, do you know the premise of it no, or anything? No, not at all. Um, so... I mean, I know the Bible story, if that's what it's the basis for, or no? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's, uh, Michael Sheen. He's, like, a serial killer. Oh, okay. He's, uh, known as a surgeon. Okay. Like, and he's, like, you know... Like it's a very flashbacky back and forth kind of series like so far, but basically he's like a serial killer, and then like he has a son Malcolm, like you know like 
it's like kind of present day and then like through the present day like he has like his like the son he's like grown up he's like this uh like consultant with the nypd uh um fucking can't... luke diamond phillips oh isn't that cool yeah. it's like him he's like uh what the fuck is he lead detective mm-hmm. uh, I, for, I forgot his like rank but when uh, Malcolm was a kid like he uh, kind of like saved uh... okay how does the story go not, not to like give too much away but um uh, Lou Damafels goes up to his house one day I forgot like why they called the cops because it's very obscure you know but like uh, he knocks on the door and then um, little Malcolm like as a kid you know flashback episode he answers the door. It's like, oh, come on in. Then uh, Michael Sheen. He's like, hey, you know, I made some tea for us. You know, I asked him. He's like walking him over. It's like, hey, he's like, my dad's gonna kill you. Like he was gonna poison because he's like a serial killer. You know? Yeah. Like, and then like from there, you know, like he ends up like getting arrested and he's like in solitary confinement for like most of his life till he grows up. Okay. And um, just like throughout the throughout the series, you know, um, he has like PTSD, and he has like all these like you know. That's where the flashbacks come from? Yeah, you know, gotcha. like, throughout the whole thing, and, um, um, yeah, again, not, not to give away, but it's, uh, like, the first, like, maybe half of the series, like, I forgot what episode I'm on right now, it's kind of just more character development, just trying to, like, you know, figure out, like, what everybody is, you know, like, he's obviously rich, and, um, uh, I'll just leave for now, but, uh, it's, a. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, if you're into, like, you know, that kind of, like, serial killer stuff, you know? Sure, sure. Know? Like, yeah, it's, like uh, Hannibal like, was. I don't know if you ever saw Hannibal, but... I didn't see Hannibal. Oh, I didn't see, like, Red Dragon, but, like... No, no, no. I mean, the TV show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, did you ever get a chance to see that? No, no, no. Oh, I didn't. It's, it's, it's... But it's one of those, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just... Like, the whole series, you're kind of wondering, like... Like, is like you know, is his dad, like, priming him? Like, he's a serial killer, too, but he just... He's just kind of, like, fighting his demons, because that's really, like, a lot that's going on in the background. Okay. You know, like, he has to, like, sleep. His bed, he has these, like, leather restraints that he has to sleep in because, like, he always wakes up with, like, night terrors, Sleepwalk you know. Him. Like, it's just, like, he has, like, you know, like, all these issues. But like, <clears> the whole <throat> thing, you're, like, wondering, like, is he one, too? That reminds me of, um, did you ever see this, the movie called uh, Sleepwalk With Me with starring Mike Birbiglia? He's a comic. Are you familiar with Mike Birbiglia? Sleepwalk With Me? Oh, or yeah, like, I've seen his stand-ups. Oh, okay, he's funny. I like him. He's great. And he's not even, you know, he's not, uh... I guess I could watch his stand-up with my mom or something like that, right? Because he's not too dirty. Yeah, he's not. Some like stuff, dirty, but he's, yeah. he, he's you know, one of those guys. Anyways, he has a movie called Sleepwalk With Me. It was on Netflix, maybe on Hulu now, but it's really good. Really funny because it's about him as a stand-up type of thing, trying to make it. Anyways, he has a sleep narcolepsy. Or not mm. narcolepsy, sleep. He, he sleepwalks. He has trouble sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. And, some, and it becomes dangerous because he ends up, like, falling out of a window. <laughs> shit like that. Or he doesn't know how he got there. Stuff like that, right? But the way... <laughs> And he tries everything to solve his problem, every kind of therapy, like, and he can't figure it out. And it's still, and it's becoming, like I said, dangerous because now he's, you know, waking up fucked up. Uh, so the way he solves it is he starts to sleep in a sleeping bag. And he, be, before he goes to sleep, he puts mittens over his hands so he can't unzip with uh, unconsciously. That's pretty funny. And that's how he ends up solving it. And it just reminded me of you when you said the restraints. It's like, oh, you, it just reminded me of this psycho PTSD kid. But instead of, like, restraints, leather restraints, you just put mittens in a sleeping bag. <laughs> and it's, like, very adorable. Right, you, know? <laughs> you put it that way. That's, yeah, like, the yeah. dark version of, yeah. it, of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty funny, man. 
Hey, did you ever get a chance to see the new Terminator film? The no, one? no. You know, it, it failed at the box office, and I think that was more of a talk of the thing. But I really enjoyed it, and I think it's the best one since the two original. Really? Yeah, I legit think that one was... Um, to be fair, I didn't... Rise of Machine wasn't that good, but I didn't think it was horrible. Is that the third, the third one? one the no, one. I, I never saw that one. It was with Claire Danes in it. It was okay. It was okay. It was it was it was worth watching. I've seen it multiple times, so did that make anything? Okay. Salvation, the one with Christian Bale. Okay, yeah. I actually one enjoyed I that one. I know no, people I didn't like that one, cool. but I, I enjoyed it. I, th- cool. I thought it was a cool. It was cool to see how because you never see the future except in glimpses, right? Right, right. And or in flash forwards, but it was cool to be in that world. So I thought that was interesting. And then the fifth one, the one with um, Michael Jai uh, Courtney, Jai Courtney, excuse me, in. Uh, um, the girl from Dragon, uh, Game of Thrones, um, uh, Amelia Clark, where she plays Sarah Connor. I forgot what it's called. Terminator, not Salvation, obviously. Uh, Genesis. Genesis. Terminator Genesis. Genesis. I don't think I saw Genesis. Um, yeah, that one, I didn't. That one's probably the worst one, in my opinion. But I still hmm. watched it like two, three times, you know what I mean? But it was probably the worst one. But anyways, that's the one that came out right before this Dark Fate. Oh, good. I legit think Dark this one currently, the Dark Fate one, was really, really good. I mean, it's on video now. That's why I remembered it. Excuse me. But I remember seeing it in the theater. It's like, man, this one actually is really, like, I, you can be proud to be to, to be part of the Terminator franchise without having to make excuses for it. Maybe right now, but, like, maybe you think in the future, you know, as time goes on and people look back, like... I hope so. Like to- I hope so, because that does happen a lot with films where it gets heavily criticized. And then it becomes—I mean, Fight Club was like that. You know, what at mean? the time I remember, yeah, I was like in high school. People didn't like it, yeah. or it would fail at the box office, right? And then it became now look at it, it's, it's a huge cult, cult classic. Everybody who's everybody who's cool isn't, isn't cool unless they've seen Fight Club, right? You know <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think if we're being completely fair to to that one, like the other ones that I enjoyed, or I didn't think they were that bad, but I can see the flaws and I can see why people didn't like them. This mm-hmm. one. I thought it was unfair that it that it failed the box office because it was probably the best one since the first two. Hmm. You know, and and to that's be, a bold statement. And to be fair, um, what's her face, Linda Hamilton, has a lot to do with that. You know, her that's true. Her roles as Sarah Connor, I think it's, um, I think it's up there with along with Sigourney Weaver and Aliens. Okay, the, I can see that definitely. That definitive female strong because. Uh, I guess I I hate when you make a female character a um, what do you call it Su- uh, not, uh, something Susie or anyways whether it's like that perfect can't do wrong it, it's obvious that you're kind of catering to make up for the male machismo so you're just put okay you're essentially just putting a male character you're writing a male character but with a female actress as opposed to the opposite actually putting on you know being fair to a female uh, character and writing like a her. counterpart. Right, and no, well, just the way an actual female would react to certain things. I think that's that's more important, you know. Like, I think the perfect example of this is like Kill Bill, right? Like Kill Bill mm-hmm. is one of those films like we almost up or what? No, 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 we're good. We're good stuff. Yeah. Like uh, Kill Bill is one of these. I think it's it, it's beautiful. The reveal is I consider one movie, but you know, part one and two, whatever. Where you have this female character, and essentially you think it's about that, right? Like you think it's about this basically you're writing a male character and just having a female actress in it where someone who's just revenge cutting through fucking hundreds of bodies and doing yeah. a thing you know not pushing you know basically you're, you're a typical kind of bullshit but you really the twist the m night shallow twist at the end of that you find out this is all 
about motherhood. This isn't really a revenge story. This is about a, a woman trying to get her daughter back. Right. So, and then it's that, that's what's probably the most prominent and most beautiful to the, to that story, to that to the bride's quote unquote arc. You know, that journey through. She's cutting through all these millions of, or enough shooting hundreds of bodies to get to this to get her her daughter back type of thing. You know. It's right. really beautiful in that kind of sense, but people don't look at it like that, you know. I know it's very easy to get confused with that. You're just writing a male character and putting a woman actress for it, as opposed to writing a female character and how a female would react to it. You know what I mean? But that's like the cool thing that like uh, Quentin's always done. You know, he's like, like he's never diminished women. Like they've always been like you know, the badasses. You know, and I think this is like one of those like stories where that shines. Even that, even that term, I really don't like that badass. It's just equal footing. There's no really like, you're a woman, you're a man, so you have to be this. It's always been equal footing to someone. Is that fair to say? I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's always like too prominent in it. For 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 Quentin movies. Well, at least like for Kill Bill. Oh, I... like as far as like the story goes, like it, it wasn't always like that. What? Why? Um. Like, um, like, say, you know, like, the opening scene, you know, where she wakes up from her coma. Mm -hmm. And, like, the whole time, uh, what, what's his face? What's, uh, what's he raping her? Uh, yeah. Uh, fuck, what was his name? Buck. 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 <laughs> but, like, you know, it was, it was just, like, very temporary because even, like, as soon as she comes out of it, mm -hmm. you know, you know, she, you know, concocts her little plan or whatever and she fucking kills him. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think that's, like, you know, really crucial to getting to that point. Where she's not just like, like your typical like you know, well like she just came out of a coma. And she's already you know, like killing people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't. Do you get? Does that kind of make sense? No, because that's what I mean. Like I don't understand why why you think it's um, what do you mean by they're not on equal footing or 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 whatever? No, it's just like guys being guys, your typical guy, and then like mm. uh, just you know, just like this you know, a woman in a coma. Yeah. You know. But, like, you know, just as soon as she's out of it, she's not that. She takes her place as, like you were saying, you know, just uh -huh. on the equal footing thing. Yeah. I'm just saying it doesn't start off that way. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Uh, kind of, I guess. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, like, um, I don't know, I just, I don't know, I just think that scene, like, just kind of was, like, like, it starts off, like, in the, you know, just that way where, you know, like, you know, guys are doing guy shit and mm -hmm. the girls just they're taking it but like as soon as she snaps out of you know she wakes up from her coma like no yeah she takes her place like the way it should be she she levels the playing field okay if i don't know that's kind of makes sense yeah i, I kind of does i just don't think i don't know if that um hmm. i just don't think the opening scene or that that part with her showing her in in form of weakness type of thing is meant to be definitive of all women type of thing right no not all women i guess not all women but or or women in general where like they're at the mercy of your dumb frat boy except right, you know right. I don't know exactly that's what because yeah. the, i don't know if that's exactly what i would take away from that moment in general mm -hmm. you know what i mean uh because you if anything sounds like a like bad on the good old boy southern type of thing right <laughs> oh just like the way like well, it's two rapists, right? You have a pimp, and it, and he, he's that. That's what. That's more what I saw it, right? It's it's a bad guy, who's doing some bad guy shit. With and, the John, right? And you kind of want to give her an excuse to kill someone. So, because if there was anybody else, 
probably the same outcome would have happened, right? She is going to come out not in her right mind. She, what's the first thing she says when she comes out? Where's Bill? As she's killing him, like, dude, he says, like, where's Bill? Where's Bill? She thinks it's all a setup type of thing. So if that was just an or an or regular person that was just a regular nurse, uh, well, now we've have, we have our hero or our protagonist of the story killing an innocent person because she thinks, to be fair, in her, uh, you know, she's uh, in a coma, just came out of it. She doesn't know. She thinks Bill's hired you, whatever. And she's killing him, and she's like, where's Bill? Where's Bill? That kind of thing, right? But now you have her. Get, so I think that was put there in a, in a case like, it's okay to kill these two guys because they're rapists. So now we have her disoriented. You know what I'm saying? That's You get what I mean by no, that? No, no, I get you. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. But I mean, even before, like, as soon as she wakes up, she looks at her stomach. and it's, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like the uh-huh. baby. I think yeah. that's the kind of, like, sets that Yeah, tone. and we don't know that yet, by the way, right? We don't know that yet, that she was pregnant or whatever. But to be fair, maybe it's two maybe it's two birds with one stone, right? It gets to that make that point about showing her in a form of weakness and then snapping out of it and showing these two douchebags dead. Right. At the same time, giving her a justification for being this assassin that's out of her mind killing him. Maybe it's both of them okay. at the same time, right? Okay, I can see that. I yeah. See that so too. it's uh I mean it's Quentin, he is a genius, so yeah, he would find a way to kill two birds with one stone and making both those points, right? It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll me too. That. Why not, right? <laughs> that sounds good to me. Yeah. Drink to that, man. <laughs> hey, cheers. Salute. Um, I think... Did you ever see that interview where um, he's promoting Kill Bill and he gets into it with this film critic that's a female, another girl one? Do you remember this? Or mm, no, I don't think so. It's on one of these, like, uh, top ten, like, interviewers or that, like, stepped out of line or, or were the... Uh, Someone fought back or argued back. Robert Downey Jr. is on this like compilation with this girl, oh. and he's promoting Kill Bill. And this girl is she's a film critic, a little bit of a heavier set girl. Kind of looks like Rosie O'Donnell, to be fair. Yeah, you know, just giving you a mindset. That's hot, right? Sure. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, "Now, Quinn, you got a new movie coming on." Like, and Quinn's excited, right? I'm like, yeah, I got a new movie. It's great. It's a, it's a kick-ass movie. And he's like. And she's kind of comes at him like, uh, well, this movie, I don't think kids should see it. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's there's it's very violent. The violence that came up, right? Because how violent oh, quote, unquote, his movies are. And like, now you're quoting us saying you think 12 year olds should see this movie. And he's like, yeah, 12. Hell yeah. 12 year olds. Everyone should see this movie, especially 12 year olds. 12 year old girls should see this movie. And she's like, really? This with even with all the violence, is like, it's like, yeah, this is about this is about women kicking ass. We're equal footing. We're uh, female empowerment. Absolutely, women should see this movie, or girl, twelve year old girls should see this movie. And she's like, well, I don't, you know. And she gets down to about, and she's making the point about violence being too much, and not to share that with children. Right. And he's talking about obviously this film is empowering for you know that whole thing. And they go into it and they start arguing. It gets awkward and funny. It's pretty fun. It's actually he holds his own and he doesn't allow himself to get like. Don't bring that... Because I'm with him on this censorship thing, especially with the violence thing. Right. I'm right. with him, and so I agree with him. So I'm going to be biased towards that. And also, it's Quentin Tarantino. Of course, you're going to be biased towards if you grew up <laughs> loving his films. And this is kind of this loud, magic, dumb bitch that's like... Like, you're making something out of nothing just because you... Isn't that the critic thing? Like, they want to be hurt, so they go so hard against the grain just to make a... you know. Hurt your sensibilities. Like, <sighs> yeah. Well, that, well, I think it's, it's almost like the gag... Mm-hmm. Like if it kind of crosses a certain line, it's like no, you gotta be offended. You can't let them do that. Like no, you gotta yeah. get on them for that. You know. And, and you know how I feel about being offended for other people. Type. You're not even offended oh, yeah, exactly. for other people. Just like shut the fuck up. You know. Like are you? 
don't know. It, it, it just comes off as phony all the time to me. Right. Because so it, it's not genuine. You're not really, man. Right. It's just right. like, oh, it's Whatever you're going to sell, mo- sell more for you, so let's do that gimmick or whatever the yeah, fuck, yep. you know? Yeah, so it's really cool. Check out the video. I'll find it. I'll send it to you. But oh, it's really sure, funny, yeah. man. It's really funny. Uh, yeah, but he's always done a... Like, I remember I was watching this uh, Cracked video, you know, where they break down Quentin Tarantino movies. And he was talking about, like, you know, uh, which one of us would survive Quentin Tarantino movie. And it's three guys, one girl in the cra- in the After Hours show. I think I've showed you some of them. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, where they do it at the diner. Right, the diner yeah. One. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah in, in Los Feliz, whatever. And uh, and one of them says, like, it's obviously Katie. She'd survive. You know, she's a girl. And, you know, hmm. they're making a Kill Bill thing. And then the Dan, Dan O'Brien, the other guy, brings up, like, wait, 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 wait. Let's not pretend that. But Quentin makes it a point to kill a woman in every one of his movies. You know, and it's that kind of thing, right? Uh, and, yeah, that's, that's a point he does bring. And I think... I wonder if that because even like uh, from his first film Reservoir Dogs the first person to die is uh, is uh, the guy that Mr. Pink shoots the girl that Mr. Pink shoots that they steal his car her car that's right that's the first person to die on screen and then if even one of the more recent ones like uh, Hey Foy what's her face dies really gruesomely you know uh, she gets hanged literally right Uh, so it's not only like see that's what I think it's not like you're um, that you're uh, like Quentin's not. It, it's it, he's treating every character, male or female, equally in that sense. You okay, know what I mean? he's not giving like, well, she's female, so she has to survive because I want women to feel this way, or or she's female, so let's just kill her off real quick. It's not one of the two. Like you're, you're the he's writing a character equally, and if the character's female or male, he's giving a certain amount of attention that they need. Now, if their fate happens to end in a death, then that's how it ends, and he's not gonna let a gender skew him. And I, I think that's more fair than anything, right? Like, he has a narrative and, like, something like gender isn't going to, like, skew that. Because, right. like, oh, I don't want to cater to these people. Right. And then these people, right, like, right. you know. If it benefits the story, that's what's most important. Okay, that makes sense. And I that's, that. think that's very respectful or commendable, right? I mean, that's what it should be about, right? Not something that catering to one just... I mean, I guess it's the anti-affirmative action of something, right? Like, where, like, well, there's been enough... Birds of Prey is a perfect... The Birds of Prey failure is a perfect example of this, right? This is something where... It, there's no good men in this film at all. I don't know if you've seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it yet. So there's no... If you see it, you'll... you'll it's cool, though. You, if you, I'm not spoiling anything, but if you see it, you'll realize that no man, there's no good male character in the film written. It's very poorly written in the sense that every single male character is a piece of shit type of thing. So there's no no one for anyone to re- relate to. I, I don't know. It's whatever you want to put it. It's just not. Hmm. It's not realistic. You're because you're. It's uh. You know, in the real world, you have pieces of shit. What what regards to the gender and right. here, because I get what they're trying to do. The, fe- the it's it's a female empowerment film, but they're going so hard in the paint the opposite way to overcompensate for the lack of 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 representation in previous films that okay. they're disregarding everything else. As they exposed to making a film that's just balance, balance between male and female. So, like every every movie you've ever seen has a strong supporting female character. But if you watch the movies with only where the women are kind of let's take it the front four, and you 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 don't have the the supporting male character, well now you're you're gonna shit the bed. I think the same thing happened with Ghostbusters female reboot, right? Oh, I see. Where yeah. the, all the male dudes were just douchebags, or there was no good character in them because they wanted to go so hard in the opposite way in the paint. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like you didn't have that with other films where they're male lads. Then you have your strong supporting female characters. 
This one where there's female leads, but you don't have your strong supporting male characters. So you're not balancing that. You're right. going so hard in the paint where everything It's like else a is... seesaw where it's just like tilted to just... Right, like right, right. It's cool. whoever you want to put it as your main leads, whether it's male or, or female, that's fine. But make sure you have the support representing on the other opposite end. You can't go so hard in the opposite end because then you're excluding a whole half a gender. And unless you're, you're relying on the on the bank of this one gender, then you're going to you're gonna bomb at the box office and that's what always happens hmm. you know cause it's very rare for a male movie to have only a completely male cast where every single woman is a piece of shit that's very rare you really don't have that because the studio goes like what are you doing put a fucking good female lead in there or a supporting character in there at least hmm. you know you really don't have that um, it's very rare when you and so to I guess they're not learning from past mistakes that the guys have made when they don't do that you know what I mean uh, when you have a female director, okay, so Wonder Woman's a perfect example of this, right? Okay. Where you had, like, the movie's about female power. No shit, it's Wonder Woman. She literally represents femininity, you know, and, and and strength and femininity, right? But you have a very strong supporting male character in there, and that that why that movie is very successful, or that's because you have the balance on there, like you said, the the even more even seesaw, regard, right, right? You know, uh, even Captain Marvel, which I didn't like the film, but you have that kind of thing where it's balanced more. Um, but you then you have a film like Electra, where <laughs> or Catwoman, where you're doing that, but you just kind of like, well, to be fair, those are just bad movies, so that's why yeah. they kind of bond. But they're, they're doing the kind of same thing where you're going so hard in the paint here, and then you're kind of missing the point of the balance part, you know what I mean? No, you, yeah, 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 I get you. I don't know, but um, what about say, like The Crow? Love that film, yeah. Because, you know, of course, you know... It's you're like, talking about the first one? With Brandon Lee? Oh. Or which one are you talking like, about? I want to reference, like, both of them. Okay. You mean the City of Angels and the... And the first two, you mean? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. like, like, the first one. You you have Eric and, you know... Right, um, Eric Raven. Mm-hmm. And Shelly. His girl, Shelly. Shelly. There you go. Oh, I can't rain all the... Wait, is that... Can't rain all the time. This is first that one. Part, is first that one. so part one? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's Eric's band that sings that song. Um... Like, um... It's just like, you know, again, just like this, uh, it's almost very, you know, what, what would you call that? Kind of dystopian? Because it's not really sure. just like... Like a... Well, it's the shadow world of Los Angeles, right? Right. It's mm-hmm. like this... I don't think there's very rarely ever filmed in the daytime. Most of the shots are in the in the, in the nighttime. Like yeah. 99% of them, not, if I'm not even mistaken, are filmed at night. Right. Because uh-huh. it's almost like... Uh, the, I'm sorry. The first one is Detroit. The second one is Los Angeles. But yeah, that's what I mean. It's filmed at night in Detroit. Like, I'm just trying to think of just, like, you know, just the parallel between, like, the men and the women. Because, like, again, like, you mm-hmm. know, the, like, all the guys in that movie were just, like, fucking shitty, right? Mm-hmm. Very... Well, that's, that's, well, you well, had a small... Ernie Hudson was the supporting male character that's there. That's right. That's, that's what it was, And then right? you had the girl, who was later played by the beautiful in part two. What's her name? The, um... Uh, Mia Kirshner. Mia Kirshner, yeah. But Absolutely. in the first one, it's a little girl who she's kind of his anchor to the real world. Right, right. And then obviously you had Shelly who was the uh, the dead one who kind of drives him towards this right. thing. Uh, but the, all the all the I know what you're saying all the other guys were the the bad shitty people. It right? was just like villains, it was, mm-hmm. you know, just villains, and there's only relatable people that kind of mm-hmm. like anchor you, like okay, like almost like a uh, fun boy and uh, yeah, whatever they were, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun boy was one of them, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, um, Mia Kirshner's mom, like the little girl, I don't remember what, yeah. what was her name. Sarah. Like, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's funny, uh, Sarah, princess. That means princess in, oh, nice. in like, uh, Aramaic or something. Because mm-hmm. I think that was, like, supposedly Jesus' daughter's, like, name, Sarah. Okay, cool. Princess. Um, and then, like, you know, um, her mom's, like, a junkie or whatever. I think it, I think it's in Spanish as will be, right? What's that? A will be in Spanish. Will be? Yeah. <laughs> que sera, sera. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> See that shit coming. <laughs> It's pretty good shit, man. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're making a good point, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, like, oh, fuck, man. Uh, her mom's like a junkie or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And then, um, you know, like, there's that one scene where, you know, I think she's like trying to shoot up, and then she has yeah. like a shitty ass boyfriend. Well, he's one of the guys, the villains. That, yeah. what, what was his name? The the villain one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that one was Fun Boy. That was Fun Boy. Mm-hmm. T-Bird, Fun Boy, um, those are should come on the top of my head, but yeah. I keep thinking Snake, or I'm thinking, uh... Skank. Uh, Skank. Skank was the go. crackhead, yeah. Skank yeah, was the crackhead, yeah. Didn't Skank get dead? Right, Skank. Skank is dead. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, where but, uh, she's with Fun Boy, uh-huh. And, uh, and Mo- then, um, Mother is the name of God on the list. I love that quote, by the way. Which one? When <clears throat> the crow nice. looks at, uh, Homegirl, you know, the uh, Sarah's mom, and... And she's freaking out because he just fucking murdered her boyfriend. But he knows that's Sarah's mom, who's his friend. And he tells her, uh, like, she's, like, you know, with, like, a knife, like, or no, scissors. And he's mm-hmm. like, don't come near me. She's in the cut, kind of in the feeble position, cuddling. And he's like, he just looks at her and tells her, mother is the name of God in the lips of all children. Mm. You know, and he's like, remember that, you know. And then she kind of realizes, oh, shit. That's what, like, her epiphany, right? Her epitome, like, oh, I've been a shitty mom type of thing, right? That kind of thing. Anyways, I really love that. <clears throat> Excuse me, I really love that scene. Yeah, it's a good, it's a really good scene. What were we going to say about that? No, it was just, like, uh, same thing, you know. Or, like, where he makes her look at herself, like, in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. And, and squeezes like, the morphine out or whatever. Yeah, like, morphine's bad for you. <clears throat> oh, but yeah. but then after that, you know. um, She's making eggs. And yeah, she's, like, making breakfast. And then Sarah's, like, all thrown off or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it's um, like it's not like he came in and like, like kind of like did all her work for her. Like, can he just made her realize, like realize, mm-hmm. you know, like the things that she needs to do to change and to be a better person, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, like absolutely. in that regard, you know, it wasn't yeah. just like, like you know, the guy always has to come in and save the day. Do it, do it, girls... fucking spank you type of <laughs> bullshit. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Dude. That one's actually real subtle. Now that you think about it, you make me think about the scene more because it's not like Sarah can handle herself, right? And he knows that. You know, she's a twelve-year-old girl, but she's streetwise, and she knows she has a shitty mom, and she knows this life's shitty for her. But she had friends and Eric and Shelly, and he knows that. He knows he doesn't need to tell her mom anything, and she'll be just fine because she's that kind of a person that can handle her shit. Right. But he makes it a point to kind of like it's almost like. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like this is for the mom more than it is for the daughter. Right. Which is interesting, you know, like, be a better mom because it's better for everybody, you know? Everything. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's a really interesting scene. Yeah, the more I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. I always like that. Yeah. Absolutely. That movie's really underrated, man. I was watching, uh, um, what was it? Like, Things You Didn't Know or What the Fuck Happened in these movies. It was one of those channels where they break down, like, oh, okay. behind the scenes type stuff and stories. And I guess that production was quote unquote cursed from the beginning because there was a lot of stuff that they did. And not cursed in the, well, maybe it wasn't a superstitious way. Maybe, I don't know. But it, it was more like they were over budget. They were doing things. They chose to film in a location where they had less rules 
just so they can get away with stuff. And that was part of the production problems. Like part of the sets burned down. They were they didn't have license to film certain things. They were the the whole reason behind the you know uh, the tragedy of Brandon Lee dying was because the prop they have you have a prop guy and you have a when you have guns on you have a gunsmith someone who's like ex-military. An expert, a gunsmith, okay. uh, uh, an armor, or a, uh, or like I said, a gunsmith. So someone who's usually like ex cop, ex military, one who can who handles guns and checks guns before they you film with them. That's how movie stuff goes, right? Uh, anyways, that guy had gone home for the day, because they were over budget or whatever. He, anyways, he was he wasn't on site, but they wanted to keep filming and they wanted okay. to film that scene, so they gave it to the prop guy. Hey, can you, uh, whatever, check these guns, whatever. He, the prop guy, props is different than. Then whatever, like you know, thinking about. Gun- I mean, I'm sure you know a little bit about guns, right? But, oh, like one in the chamber, that kind of thing. If you fire blanks, it's a common misconception that even like you got, bl- you know what blanks are? Yeah, for gun for like, uh, like squibs. But... Yes, like squibs. Well, squibs are like the things coming at you. From more like um, like it's basically a bullet without the bullet, just a primer. Does that make sense to you? The the jacket is on the full metal jacket is on there, but not yeah, yeah, the yeah. Uh, not not the actual bullet that propels it. Because, like, it's at the, the tip and then, like, the shell. And then, right, like, right. So, the... it's basically just the shell. Okay. The, the shit that doesn't come out of the ma- the magazine or the, or the shit that falls on the floor. Right. right. Or if it's a revolver, it stays in the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then the actual bullet is what yeah. gets propelled. Well, I guess they had, because he was just using blanks, like, he thought everything's fine because there's no bullets in it. He didn't know that, which is a common misconception. Like, if you put your hand over the muzzle, even though it's, there's no bullet in there, the blanks, the pressure is enough that it'll put a hole in your hand. You know mm. what I mean? You can still kill someone with a blank if you have the gun to their head, or you you'll still cause the damage it needs to cause because you're putting pressure out of a uh, out of a very small thing. You know, it's, like, it, it's just physics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, physics. it's common. It, well, it's really common sense. And the prop guy should have known this. Well, to be fair, I guess what ended up happening, it wasn't really a bullet that killed him. It was a uh, uh, like a shrapnel or like some a kind of projectile. Something got into the muzzle. When they shouldn't have, and if you're firing a blank with something that's in the thing, it's gonna clear. It's still it out. gonna pressure. Like that's what ended up happening, and I guess it gave him a gut shot, and he didn't die right away. He ended up dying like in the hospital, like hours later, type of stuff. They couldn't save him, so it was really sad. The only thing that that the cool thing about not the cool thing, but the fucked up thing, but eerie thing, is that there's a movie called Game of Death by Bruce Lee, where where he's a famous actor that ends up um, dying in that same way. Huh. In the film Game of Death, and a double irony to that is that Game of Death wasn't even filmed uh, with fully with Bruce Lee. Only certain scenes were, so they had a body because he was already dead by this point. So he had a body double for half his movie. But it's ironic that the movie that he was half he had, he died during production had the same premise on how the way his son had died during production. Huh. Very eerie. And there is a quote-unquote legend or a story or myth or whatever you want to call it about Bruce Lee that he had like Chinese demons or demons I guess it doesn't matter if they're Chinese I'm not racist about my demonology but, <laughs> but he had a demon that would like uh, chase his family uh, that they were always like um, like if you didn't kill if the father didn't kill that demon it, he would pass it down to his son or to whatever. son and they're in supposedly very biblical yeah and supposedly or a sense of the father type thing right yeah and supposedly I guess Bruce Lee had one of these premonitions or dreams where he think he he thought he killed his demon, but I guess in reality he didn't, and ended up getting passed down to his son too. 
Well, obviously, I, I mean, that's what that's you were adding mystical with reality, or we're using mystical to explain reality. But regardless, the facts right. are there that they both died, that he died in a very similar way to what the plot was printed for a previous film, in which he didn't get to complete because he was dead. Right. It's right. all very, like, huh. so fucking. It's to me, it's fascinating if you put the whole pieces together where, like, it, yes. How do I put this? It may very very well may be coincidental, but it's kind of cool, kind of fascinating, kind of eerie, kind of spooky just to put the whole thing together and feel like some of these make sense if you look at it in both mystical and right, right, realistic, right? It just yeah. makes life more interesting. Yeah, 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 I guess so. Which is which is crazy, crazy to think about things huh. like that, right? Really cool. It's funny. Like uh, I remember hearing the story. There was this book. It was like in uh, like middle school. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, we had to like after lunch, we had a sustained silent reading. We had to read a book. So, sure, like, yeah. Geez, it was some shit like that. But there was this one book. Like if you didn't bring a book, which you were supposed to, but I never did, because you were a rebel. Yeah, without so, a cause. Uh, You're going rebel platinum. without a cause, man. I'm gonna stab you. In. It was from the the critic. I, I was doing the Kid Rock, but yeah, <laughs> rebel <laughs> without a cause, going platinum. So the. Well, there was this one book that I always used to get. It, it, like, I don't remember what it was called, but I just remember it had, like, the coolest stories. Like, like it was just, it was almost like vignettes. Like, one was, like, okay. like, uh, like the story about, like, the guy who fell asleep and he woke up with his, like, liver, like, gone right, at the, the same urban time, myth, like, type of thing, 500 yeah. miles somewhere. It was, like, one of those. I remember I one time I, I walked that distance for a girl... And I did it more just to prove that what? Melvin's? <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> Alright. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Sorry. That's right. pretty good. Yeah, man. sorry. You're right. Because I, like, every time you say that, I start thinking about it. I'm already, like, picturing <laughs> shit. And I would walk No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But it was just like one of the stories was uh, how um, uh, Abraham Lincoln, he had a dream about his own death. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, one of those. And how. Um, there was this like, like I remember it had like a like a drawing like there were like all these drawings I don't know who the artist was, but it had like a picture of him like standing before like a coffin like an open coffin, and it's him and he's just like kind of staring down at himself. Wait, this is a real picture or is it? An it was it was yeah just oh, okay. a drawing animation. And um illustrated not animated illustrated sorry. Yeah and uh Maltese, you know, and uh I just always had that like in the back of my head until uh on uh it wasn't lore. I don't think it was lore. I think it was a uh, Canon Curiosities. But the guy that does lore, okay, like he had a, he had this episode about how, um, like again, you know, like the parallels between like the Lincoln assassination and the JFK Kennedy? assassination. Yeah. Like he's talking about how you know, like all the similarities and this and that. You know, like uh, oh, fuck, I'm not even trying to go through. All oh, the, there's like a hundred. Oh, yeah, there's, there's like. like I'm exaggerating, but there's like a dozen, and that's not an exaggeration. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Like it's just like so. Like it's all it's I, beyond coincidence. The one I like you... is that like uh, Lincoln died in um, in Ford Theater. Ford Theater. And Kennedy died riding a Ford. Ford again. Something like that, right? I like yeah. that one. That's cute. Yeah. And um, like it talked about like he, he just like like he's a great storyteller, mind you. Like that's like one of the podcasts he has. It was a couple. Yeah. And um, but then like. Like, there's a story that he told me. He just kind of prefaced it with all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Where, um... Uh, Abraham Lincoln had a dream. That one day, you know, his kids would be judged not by the concept. 
of their <laughs> character. Sorry, Supposedly man. he was like racist as hell, but uh, actually I heard. Well, he's a Republican, right? But I heard that he was more um, uh, not necessarily racist. Well, I, I mean Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, me too. Because it's hard to judge oh. anybody based on racism on that time. Because it's right. different. That, you can't different use. Time. Yeah, you can't use writings or evidence when they had the mentality was completely different. You know. Right, right. That's why I always take that with a grain of salt about. Because oh, did you know he owned slaves? Yeah, no fuck. Did he owned a car? We own car. You know, it's, it's, it was just the way it was back yeah, then. Yeah, so it's, it's not, not like, necessarily you know, equated. Yeah, that's yeah. why I always take that shit with a grain of salt. You know. But um, like he he, fuck. There were a lot of details. Uh, he was saying how um, uh, well basically, like you know, he started off with like all those like little details over mm-hmm. you know the forts thing, and you know like on the same day, you know they got inaugurated on the same day, but just like mm-hmm. all these different years apart, two, whatever, uh, hundred years apart. Uh-huh. But like he said, like that dream that uh, Abraham Lincoln had, he said. Um, like, you know, in reference to, the, you know, that, that picture that I saw, that little story that I saw where, yeah. you know, Abraham looked at himself coffin. like in the coffin, but it wasn't him. He said, like, you know, it was like in the West Wing or something of the of the White House. You know, he's like walking in and like the whole thing was cleared out. And then there was a casket and there was all these candles and nobody was there, you know. And he said, like, how he like walked over to the casket and then he looked down at the, at the man, you know, like laying down, but it wasn't him. Hmm. And like supposedly it was Kennedy. supposed to be JFK Kennedy, yeah. You know, like but, like he prefaced it with all this other stuff too. Where it's like fuck, like that's a good story. I wonder how. I wonder where the connection is though. I wonder why they're connected. No, yeah, I know. Like I know I'm like I'm missing a whole bunch of stuff, but I'm just too drunk to remember it right now. Mm-hmm. But just uh, just in reference to like, like it's cool one. to see these things on how they were connected or what. How, but I'm I'm thinking more of like the like I'll find the answers when I die type of thing. But like I wonder why those two were were they like the same person born on a different day type of thing, you know reincarnation versions of each other was that something what's going on? It, it like I, I guess in a way it could have been anything because they didn't look alike. Right. I don't know. Which is I always love going through those like top ten uh, or crazy coincidence through history things like that. You know. Obviously, the probably the oddities. most probably the most infamous one is um, the Titanic and the Titan. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, oh, like that book that came out like 15 years before the Titanic. And sank, it but everything the was same just... thing, and it was called the Titan instead of the Titanic, right? That right. Thing like that, and it even sank off the very near shore. The whole thing, right? Right. Like stuff like that. Very eerie. Very. Uh, it's almost like our version now of The Simpsons predicted it, right? Oh, and true. That's what true, things are true. like that. And they had one with uh, a like I said, one of the coincidences I remember is like. It was a restaurant owner that looked exactly like whatever the prince was of Italy or something like that, right? But anyways, he opened his shop the same day that he was inaugurated. The, the other guy was inaugurated as a prince, and they had hmm. the their wives were named the same, and they both ended up dying on the same day. It was it was very weird. Like the very, very and like I said, they they were twin. They were literally twins that were non non uh, fertile or non. Uh, like they weren't obviously different parents, but they looked exactly alike. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. Kind of, yeah. So stuff like that. It's I always find it fascinating, really, really weird because I want to know what the story behind that is. Like, tell me the real, real shit. You know, when I meet my yeah. maker, like, can you let me know what all these weird shit was about? And like, oh yeah, yeah. Let me know. Let me let you know the secrets, bud. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> I always hope to find the answers when we're dead. You know. 
it's pretty good. I guess answer, I guess truth is what we're seeking, right? Truth. Absolutely. Because that's what's... Definitely. For, you know, for us, people like us, that's what's most interesting. Like, it's cool. There was this other, like, story, like... Like, the first one, I, I want to say, like, took place, like, in England. It was, a uh, I want to say it was, like, back in the 1800s. There was, like, a friend and her friend. They were going to, like, a party or whatever. Early or late 1800s? Uh, I want to say late. So, Jack ripper uh, type stuff. I want to say it was, but it wasn't him. No, no, no. I'm, oh, I don't know what the story is, but I'm saying no, that no. era? Uh, very Victorian. I'll Victorian say Victorian. Era. Yeah. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Like... It's just like, you know, just uh, like this girl, like she was killed by this guy. For, like, I don't remember her name. I don't remember his name. But then like a hundred years later or whatever, the same thing happened. A girl with the same name and a guy with the same name. Yeah. He, they ended up like, he ended up killing her. Like just no relation. But I, just, I think I've heard that one. On you one know what I'm saying? Too. It's like one of those things. Did you hear the one about the, um, it was a guy who... Was right okay, so a cab driver accidentally kills a motorcyclist or a bike rider, either one of the two, and then like one year later, was it, was it, it went, in Europe? Was uh, it somewhere uh, in Europe? Wherever it was, maybe I think Europe, yeah, maybe like Italy or France, or but the passenger, there was a passenger in the taxi okay, cab, okay, that was like, oh shit, it was freaking out, right, whatever. A year later, that same passenger is in an accident where another motorist kills another, like, and it happened to yeah, be the guy with the, it happened to be the guy's brother that yeah, died yeah, the year yeah. before. Like, crazy. How, how does a passenger happen to be in that? Like, a crazy coincidence like that, you know? Like, it's very interesting to me, you know? I don't know. It was in that same podcast. They talked about all this stuff. Oh, okay. Like, that same story. That's from Lore, like, right? Um, no, not Lore. Like, well, the guy, uh, he has uh, this other podcast called Cabinet of Curiosity. Cabinet of Curiosity? Okay, I'll check that out. So it's not like lore. We're like lore episodes are like from 30, 40, like even longer, like up to like almost an hour. But the Cabinet of Curiosities is just a uh, just little random, like they're like 10 minute podcasts. Okay, you know, cool. Like really short, just almost cool like, stories. like uh, short really stories. interesting anecdotes. You know, I got it. Historical yeah. anecdotes, yeah. you know. Hmm. Anyone recently you heard that make it? Oh man, like, like I'm like so making my way through the serial killer podcast, but there was this one where yeah, you definitely like that Dirty John I told you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, I'm like check, check I'm gonna out. make my way through that. Um, uh, fuck, what was it, man? What the fuck? Like how? Like I don't want to say silly putty. Like. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, I can't, like, remember exactly. But originally, like, Silly Pudding, it was uh, something cocktail, like, for the for the military. Okay. Like, it was, like, a military, just, like, a like I a thought they were trying to make, like, a um, like a better kind of rubber tire for the armored vehicles or something like that. That's what I had heard. Something. But it, but it had to do with the military. Okay. It had, like, you know, just, like, something that just fucking failed. And, okay. And just, like... It was like, a byproduct of... The fil- yeah, I guess you. Do some random thing where, you know, because, you know, like, you could, like, put it against ink and then it'll, like, mm-hmm. it was just, like, somebody just found it just, like, sheer happenstance. Like, one of those just, like, a, like, a mistake just yeah ended up being, like, something else. Right, right, right. Than the original thing. Like my kids. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say it was Tootsie Rolls. It's, like, another, like, military thing. Military one? Okay. Like, the story is actually really, really good, but I'm just going to butcher it right now. Okay. I can't remember it. It's like one of those, like, instances where, you know, like, you know, we're across enemy lines and, you know, like, fuck, we're out of ammo. 
and it's like you know like troops are all surrounding us and then like did you hear i think i I sent it to the uh our group chat whatever but it was um (laughs) this was an actual plan where during the cold war you know russia versus us Hmm. um they wanted to like drop american condoms magnum size but relabel them medium so, oh, to, so they could be like so to give the implication right to give the implication to Russians that Americans are well hung <laughs> like so they'll have a magnum dong they open up and like oh my god this is medium for Americans oh <laughs> and they'll feel more insecure when fighting us that was like a real thing no no yeah that's, yeah and you know what I think it'll probably be would have worked <laughs> hey man that's like that psychological fucking that absolutely everything yeah, subconsciously right has an effect one way or the other it's right. Like, so that, that's that's genius, man. That's just like you know, like, like that one. I wanted like who's thinking of that one, and how did the plan go forth with like okay, yeah, let's try it or yeah, who got the approval on that one? <laughs> Medium. That's funny. <laughs> Average American is a magnum dong. Whoa. <laughs> I drew, what is that Frank from Always Sunny? I dropped my magnum condom for my magnum <laughs> dong. <laughs> so obvious. Oh shit, man! Oh, the best. Oh man, he's like—he's like, never failed now again. Any of his characters that I've ever seen him do. Danny DeVito. Yeah. Oh fuck no, he's never failed. Matilda's the shit. Oh, I love right. Matilda. Who directed that one? Yeah, he directed that one. No, dude. The Penguin is amazing. Twins is one of my favorite movies. Uh, Throw Mama from the Train. Throw Mama from the Train, that's, that's which like is my a, number one. a remake of uh, Strangers in the Train. Strangers in the Train. Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah. Um, shit, man. What else? Oh, even Romance in the Snow. Remember he was in those movies with... Uh, oh, shit. Wait, who, who was that girl? Who, who was the girl? Um, fuck. Because I remember... he kind of like has a deep voice now. Uh, Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner, yeah, good call. And obviously, you know, Michael Douglas, yeah. Because <laughs> I remember there was this one scene in that movie where um, he's like, you know, he's like, you know, trying to like, you know, have sex with her, you know. Yeah. Trying to bang, you know. It's this thing, you know. <laughs> like, I forgot what she says. He's like, oh, why don't we, like, blah, 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 blah. He's like, uh, like how about you and me sweating between satin sheets? Like, <laughs> that was in his In his Danny to be, like, you know, just. It's like, who else could, like, pull out, like, some, like, grimy shit like no, that where it's, like... No one else. No one, just him. Yep. It's, like, it's almost like you just want to pat him on the head. Like, oh, man, <laughs> this fucking guy, you know? Wasn't he uh, in the... He's a voice in Hercules, I think. He was the, the satyr. Yeah. The was half, he? Yeah, he was one of the pans, the half half goat, half whatever. I can see that. Kind of like Yago, Gilbert Gottfried. And no, Gwen. this was more like... He was Hercules' trainer. Like, he was like a Mickey... For Rocky. Oh, okay. He was, yeah, he was like that. He was more like that kind of dude. <laughs> Billy Bloody. Um, what else is mean? That's amazing. Uh, the Show Taxi. I do remember watching that when I was younger. Oh, man. Oh, movie. okay. Man, man of the Yes. Fuck yeah, he's fucking great. In Big that. Fish. He's Big really fucking good fish, fish, man. He's great in Dumbo, too. Did you see Dumbo? No, I haven't seen it, but like, really good, just from the previews, they're almost like he's the same character. Like the... I, I don't know if I told you, but, um, uh, you know, because you've been watching Sunny, right? Always Sunny. Yeah. So Max Mom, you're familiar with Max Mom. Yeah. yeah but she's yeah. in Dumbo, as oh. like she gets assigned to Danny DeVito as a as a as like a as like a, his secretary, personal secretary. Oh, okay. she's playing Max Mom, like legit. 
<laughs> like, Same shit? Yeah, like, because yeah, she, she, uh, she's smoking a cigarette, and he tells <laughs> her, like, oh, what? Can you do, uh, can you write this down for me, honey? And she, she doesn't even really answer. She just goes, like, she just grunts. <laughs> so we're watching, and, you know, I took the kids, and Jackie, obviously, we're watching the Dumbo movie, and uh, that's that scene comes out when he interacts with her, and me and the kids were like, <laughs> so we're the only ones in the theater, like, laughing hard, bro. We're laughing hard because it's we get it. It's the Always Sunny reference. Right, right, right. Well, I don't know if it's supposed to be, but it's legit. Makes you think of Always that's, Sunny. That's her character. That's her. Both of them together in the same scene, and not in Always Sunny. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so funny, and we're all laughing like, "Oh my god, Max!" Mom. We're trying to whisper because we don't do it, but we're like, "Max, mom, oh shit, Max, Max, <laughs> Frank." We're like that. They call they don't even call her Danny DeVito. The kids call him Frank. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but you know they know. Obviously, they know who he is. But it's just funny. Like we're the only ones that. I, I could feel like why are they laughing at? I could feel you know because we're in a fucking uh, room full of kids and oh parents. Dumbo of course and they, yeah they don't they don't know always sunny whatever even the parents that took <laughs> even the parents we were at Bianchi theaters bro I don't think anybody in Bianchi theaters watches always sunny in Philadelphia you know? that's really <laughs> but but it just made me laugh like that whole thing like we're busting up and this is like niche inside joke type shit and. And everybody just looking like, what? What's so funny? I guess it's funny. I don't. What's so funny about the scene? But I'm, I'm curious what's in everybody else's head. Whether listening to four jackasses just go on like, oh shit, Frank Max Mom. Man, it's like when we want to go see, um, was it Theory of Everything? Uh huh. Yeah. Wasn't it the same kind of thing? Like we were laughing at some shit, parts, and everybody was just like, with Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, some like, parts. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of how it always ends up going, right? Hmm. We find the stuff that's funny that we find funny for whatever reason. I don't know. But you know, like I like that just because of like I think it just starts off with, like all the movies that we like we grew up watching yeah. from our dads. Yeah, absolutely. I think that kind of like set us on this like I want to say even before books because I feel like I'm pretty visual. Like I need to like see shit, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, to, not that, to be fair, I love reading. I'm a big book guy, but right, right. But I'm with I'm a movie buff. Yeah, absolutely. And probably like you said, from our fathers not censoring us everything and having such a wide collection of certain things you know yeah absolutely it's just like all this like kind of predisposed information for like when we were old enough to like kind of like look through the shit excuse me like on our own you know yeah it's like oh it's like oh all this information like oh like you know we'll get the references now yeah even like from the simpsons you know like you know growing up watching like episodes or whatever but it's like Oh fuck! I remember that from The Simpsons. Like, oh, that's a uh, fuck. Like, uh, well, you, over the cuckoo's nest. You know, you know that that you that know, ruined that movie for me, right? Because I happen to know The Simpsons. That I mean, I know. I've, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but you know the story, right? Yeah. For one flew yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they have this episode that's brilliant, brilliant. But I never. It's the Homer in a coma episode, right? Oh uh, yeah, the April Fool's episode. And Barney says, "I can't stand to see him like this," and ends up like trying to kill Homer with a pillow over his head. And then <laughs> he doesn't die, obviously. But after he puts a pillow over his face, he escapes the hospital by picking up a water fountain oh, and throwing it out the window out and the runs way. away <laughs> to the hills. And I've seen that episode like a hundred times. I finally watch in film class. I finally watch One Flew of the Cougar that I've never seen before. And that scene comes out, and it's a heartbreaking scene, right? Heartbreaking scene. I mean, I'm in the class, and people are tearing up, and I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I can't stop fucking laughing. And, it, and I'm laughing and crying at the same time because 
<laughs> reminds me of Barney. <laughs> what was because, his name? Uh, uh, Chief. Chief, Chief, I think. Just yeah. Chief, it was just it, <laughs> Because it's fucking scene for... It's a shot for shot <laughs> uh, animated version of what I just saw. The Chief fucking kills... Because he knows Jack, you know, Jack Nicholson's character doesn't want to be, you know, that that guy, brain dead, basically, right? He doesn't want to, he knows he would have wanted to just rather be dead and he kills him as a mercy and it's heartbreaking. But then he picks up the water fountain, throws it the window. I was like, <laughs> fucking Barney, bro. That's Barney for the Simpsons. I can't stop laughing. It's amazing. It's one of the, I, I can't. <laughs> Like, I'll never get that back, and I don't want it back. Like, I, I wish I could relive that moment where I realized, like, oh! <laughs> I wish I could live, relive that. That's one of my favorite things in the world that's ever happened to me, where, like, oh, my those God. Those moments, yes, yeah, yes, those yes, moments are everything. Where I knew right? the reference before I knew the actual thing being referenced, and it made it so much better. Usually that doesn't happen, right? It ru- ruins something for you. But this made it so much be- It gave me a different experience that anybody else will ever have experiencing that film for the first time right 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 i can't thank you simpsons you know what I mean? thank Shit, you man in a weird way that like changed my childhood uh you know my grandma would you know same thing with your dad right record a lot of movies on one tape type thing oh, yeah so that happened with two movies for me two movies were i was when I when like I became a film, but I start you know buying my own movies or director's editions or extended versions or even remaster re re release. Right, right. When I start buying my own movies, basically DVDs or Blu-rays, uh, in my day DVDs. But so Taxi Driver, I had always thought you know one of my favorite films of all time, probably my favorite Scorsese film if I'm being honest. Uh, in maybe Joker, just, like before Joker, better than Joker. Joker, better. So, yeah, thank God Tom's <laughs> not here. It's the shit on it, but yeah, <laughs> Tommy's one of those guys. No, nah, it's cool. You know, lo- you know, he. I love his opinions on stuff like that. It's really, really interesting. Anyway, so I was like, I think I was eleven when I first saw Taxi Driver with my dad, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember watching it, and the movie ended when he has the gun to his head, and the cops are just moving him, and he's like, psh, psh, right. After he kills all the fucking prostitutes or pimps in the prostitute house, and after he does all that stuff, the the final basically big scene, right? And he he puts up the gun to his head, kind of with a like, goofy kind of cool smile, like knowing. As the cops are telling the phrase, don't move, and he just puts the fake gun to his head, like finger gun, I guess. Yeah. Just, and he's like, psh, psh. the movie ended for me there. That's where I ever saw it. So when I saw when I got when I started collecting movies, I saw that movie. And then there's like an afterward after for it, like there's the narration letter that his that the girl's parents that Jodie Foster's parents that mm-hmm. he saved from that whole event. He survived that event. I didn't know he survived the event. Up until then, I thought he just dies after that part in the film, and I thought that's how the movie was. He just dies going out kind of like heroically, right? But I guess he ended up surviving. He went to the hospital, surviving that neck wound, and he's recovering in his. And Jodie Foster's parents wrote him a letter. Thank you for saving our little girl. The whole thing it ends on a little bit happier note. Huh. I didn't know this, right? I didn't know any of this. For me, it always ended on just how it ended. You know, right, right, he right, dies, right. and it's a very downer kind of thing. And that's just how it was. And then when I saw the film, and and I remember asking people like, "Has it always?" I felt stupid asking me like, "Does it always end like this?" Like, yeah. It's and I was because I remember is this a director's? Is this an extended version? Is this director's cut? What's going on here? Like, what are you talking about? No, it always ends with, you know, whatever, with the letter narration and and Travis Bickle being... And I was just like, holy shit. It, 
it completely changed my view because it gave me such a dark outlook on life. Like, yeah, shit, bad shit <laughs> happens. It just fucking happens. And I just remember that. Now, the other one, the one that's probably most important because I was a kid when I saw this one was Pinocchio. I've told you this one before? Uh, I don't think so. I've said it on the podcast. I'll say it for the podcast, but I might have told you. But So this Pinocchio is like the third movie on the same tape. Of, you know, there's like a sing-along, and then another movie, and then Pinocchio. Well, when you put too many movies on one tape, it'll run out and it'll just end, right? Yeah. So Pinocchio always ended for me when I was a kid growing up from like five years old to ten years old to no to like sixteen when I when I bought the I bought the the, the DVD for Pinocchio, yeah. right? Pinocchio ended to me when Pinocchio dies and he doesn't come back to life. So I always thought that Pinocchio was just that was the story. Like he fucked up, he did bad, and he died. And he the the fairy never brought him back to life to become a real boy. Right. That right. never happened in my story. In the movie I knew as Pinocchio. So when I was a little kid watching <laughs> Pinocchio, I thought it was like, oh, I, I really like Pinocchio, but it's so sad when he just dies. <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio just fucking dies, bro. And I remember being like five, six years old, being like, oh man, that's so sad. Like you were like probably a little kid, teary eyed, like oh. I wish, I wish better for Pinocchio. I wish a better ending, whatever. And I just remember thinking, like, man, that's how it was. And that's that's just how There's shit so is. Life do. sucks, bro. <laughs> death, you're gonna die. It's death, man. <laughs> you fuck up. You do bad. You're gonna die, man. It's just death. It don't matter if you redeem yourself. You just die because that's real, right? There's no fairy to bring back that die. Yeah, I remember. So I, I rebought the movie because I used to love that film, and I, uh, I, re- I bought Dumbo and a Pinocchio in the same day. I remember this, because Dumbo was my favorite Disney film. Oh, man, that's a good one. I love Dumbo. And Pinocchio was, like, one of my second, if not first favorite. That shit's dark. I decided not that long ago with Disney Plus. Right, pretty same thing. Dark, same yeah. thing. And I saw Pinocchio, and then when it gets to that part where he dies, I was legit, like, I remember about says, oh, okay, the movie's ending. And then the fairy comes out of nowhere and brings him back to life to be a real boy. I was like, and I started freaking out. Not freaking out, but I was like, what is this? And I started checking. I remember checking the DVD box like, is this say extended version? Does it say director's cut? Does it say deleted scenes at included? I was like, this is, no, it doesn't say anything. This is a regular movie, right? And I remember, and I was like, what the fuck? And I legit remember asking my coworkers at McDonald's. And I was working at McDonald's the next day. And I was like, hey, man, did you know this Pinocchio end with him becoming a real boy? Is this real? Am I tripping? Or like, I remember asking them, and they were just looking at me like, stu- like I was stupid. Like, yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, I answered him being real. Like, and I kept shaking my head. I was like, I, I man, I, I, I don't, I don't remember it. I remember him just dying. It's like, and they were just looking like, what are you talking? Yeah, of course he becomes a real boy. Why would anybody? Why would they? This is were dumbfounded by how surprised I was. That he ends up, like I said, becoming a real boy and hugging uh, Geppetto. Geppetto, and, and, you know, being like, oh, and it's like a happy reunion. That never, bro, I remember being just like, what? What is happening? I remember I was like, I felt like I was being, uh, I was going to say prank, but punked. You know, That's like true. back in the, you know. It's a Ashton? Movie. Yeah, Ashton. <laughs> I, or, I, was, I legit feel that definitely changed or warped my view on on life or death gotcha, really more, gotcha. right? definitely gave me a more darker sense of humor that I had like no me. matter how good the movie is like you're gonna like what was the part like where he's like you know like washed up on shore and he's like no he was like in bed and, and Geppetto was just crying over his body that's right oh, okay. something like that I think I just remember it oh that was like, like that. right before like the fairy came yeah <laughs> it just ended <laughs> the movie just ended bro 
<laughs> and so when that part it's so dramatic where he's just like right there praying yeah right? and it's just I remember him crying crying and it's just, it's just, that's the end of the movie bro fucking Pinocchio he died yeah, save, trying to save you know people and yeah he's dead yeah man that was it man fuck <laughs> I legit blame my grandma and her cheapness for uh, for warping my point of view it depends on like you know like no, I love how long grandma. the she's yeah, the best yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how long the tape is like? I remember uh, same thing. Like it was Congo. Like, oh yeah, we, I love we Congo. Congo. It's still like one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. Michael Crichton, yeah. Like um, yeah, Jurassic Park's universe is in the same universe as Jurassic Park. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. the same writer. Yeah. Um, it was uh, I remember like, I remember Amy recording. Amy Gorilla. Yeah. I love that part. <laughs> what? Amy Ugly Gorilla. I actually really love that movie. Dude, I, really, I love that movie. You know what? Day, I really love Tim Curry's movie. performance in that movie. Oh, Herkimer Homolka. What? When, from Romania. When Leroy, uh, what's his face? Leroy, um, the black dude. Fuck, what's his Ernie name? Ernie Hudson? No. He's, man, come on, don't be racist. The other black guy, Leroy, um, that sounds awesome Washington? Leroy Washington? The one from Romeo Must Die, the bald one. Ah, uh, shit. Anyways, when he's, like, telling Tim Curry, like, please stop eating my sesame cake. <laughs> Delroy Lindo. Fuck, Delroy Lindo, man. thank you. That's God it. Del- Delroy Lindo. <laughs> like, please stop eating my sesame, sesame cake. cake. I do not like this, man. <laughs> you know, dude, I fucking, I love that scene. He's because, only in that for that part of yeah. the movie, but like... No, but look at... like if You rewatch that? Look at Tim Curry. He has like cake in his mouth. And he's, he's like... like I- no, because he, <laughs> he looks at them like... Uh, <laughs> but even before that, like he's like, Mr. Hamoka. He's yeah. like... Yeah. Stop eating my sesame cake. <laughs> Please stop eating my sesame cake. But like before that, he looks at it like yeah, like then uh, like, what what? Please stop eating my sesame cake. So, <laughs> he's like spit it yeah. out. <laughs> that scene like, is so funny to me, bro. I love that scene. Anyways, I love Congo. I love Congo. It's just amazing. Ernie Hudson is awesome in that. What are you talking about? Ernie Hudson is the shit in that movie. He's badass. Like, ever and since Laura, not Laura Lindy. Is it Laura Lindy? Laura Lindy. Yeah, it is Absolutely. Laura Lindy. Yeah. From that movie, she's so one of my favorite actors. Bro, it's the beginning. It's Bruce Campbell. He's that the girl. The, yep, the fiance. That is Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yep. it's the fiance to uh, the dude from Hot Hot Hot. What's his name? Singing Hot Hot Hot. Uh, uh, Buster uh, Poindexter. That's that. He's the uh, the the father of you know Bruce Campbell in that film. That's uh, Laura Lindy's boss. Yeah. <sighs> the fuck is his name? Um. He was in a James Bond film too. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that Southern guy. They all depend on me. Uh, anyways, that's a great film. What were you gonna say about it? Oh shit! What was I gonna reference? Hold on. Now you gotta like backtrack it. Um, spotty right now. Um, um, what were we talking? Oh, that's right. So like, uh, I remember we recorded it, and I don't know why we had like this other copy of it. No, no, no. That's what it was. Okay. Oh, shit, man. What? <laughs> okay, so, um, um, like, um, we had just gotten this, like, back in the 90s when it came out, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, my Tio Javier. Oh, excuse me. Um, he's like, oh, you know, can you record a copy of it for us, you know? He's <laughs> like, yeah, sure, Tio. So, because I remember we used to, like, I remember hooking up the two VCRs. Sure. So that's how we used to dub yep, it. My sure, dad sure, taught sure. me. That's yep, how yep, we yep, got yep, all this yep, shit, yep, you know? Yep, yep. And, um, like, I guess the tape that he gave me, it wasn't long enough. Like, it's a, like... <laughs> just thinking back, man. It, um... 
Like, he said, like, you know, like, he took it back home, like, right when I finished, like, recording for him. He's like, oh, here you go, Theo. He's like, so I'm ready for you. Then. It's like, oh, man, we've been waiting to watch this movie, you know? He's like, one of those, right? Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> so he takes it back, like, all right, we got to watch this movie. I'll see you guys. <laughs> I'm kind of seeing where this is going, but go ahead, please. The next time... <laughs> the next time my Theo comes over, he's like, hey, Sonny, what the... F- like, what happened, man? Like what? Like what? I recorded the movie, you know. Like no, man. Like, like what had happened was a because the tape was not long enough. Yeah. It was a part where like towards the end, you know, where like they they come across like the mines and all yeah. the diamonds. The actual ugly gorillas, right? Yeah. Right. Like you know, it's like you know where Herkimer, like uh, Tim Curry's like collecting all. Things. Yeah. He's like, I leave those alone if they were you. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're gonna be rich. We're gonna be rich. He said it's like the part where like they start jumping out of nowhere right. and attacking them. There's this one scene. Where like uh like one of the like gorillas comes out and like he like knocks him back. Yeah. He's like, oh. yeah. And then he just cuts off it's like static. And Mike was like, what the what happened? Like, come on, Sonny, come on. He's <laughs> like, what? Until so he he actually like had to show me like the movie of like the way I recorded it. And even watching, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I'm sorry, Theo, the tape ran out. <laughs> what do you want me to He's like, man, we have to go back out to fucking Blockbuster and rent it, man, to watch the rest of it. <laughs> but, like, but like, just Daniels, and he's like, <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Because I know exactly what scene you're talking about. And I know what comes next. Like, yeah, you know, they like say the, the day she the put the lasers part. and... Like, even before that, just, like, where he starts attacking him, he's getting yeah. all fucked up. <laughs> but there's legit, like, four or five gorillas, like, pounding on him. Because, like, like ah. that scene, I'll never forget oh that scene, God. you know, where, like, the gorilla comes up, and he, like, kind of, like, busts him in yeah. the face, and then, like, the blood squirts up. Right, right. I remember that. It's like, ah, and then it just goes. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I will yeah. never forget that, man. That's, like, one of those things I will never forget. Bro, that shit is, <laughs> that shit is too funny, bro. I don't think I think we need to end it there, man. Cause that's 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 funny. As that's a highlight. It's all good, man. It's all good. Oh my god! Done with this bottle movies anyway. that uh, movies that we thought were one way, but are really other ways. Definitely. <laughs> that's what we grew you up with. You should have just been like, "Yo, that's how it is, <laughs> bro." You should have you should edit it just straight to the credits, like right there. <laughs> In fact, that kind of equipment back then. I want to try recording showgirls, and then like my dad found showgirls in the VCR. I remember. I remember that. You know, that's a crazy thing. Like, the way we grew up, like, trying to be sneaky watching shit, it yeah. wasn't the way, like, things are. Like, everything's digital. You stream it, just tag it, whatever. Absolutely, like, yeah. It was different in our day, man. But I'll never trade those memories, no, no matter how embarrassing. That, yeah, that's a fair way to put it, man. That's it, and I can't think of a better way to end this episode. Good stuff, man. That's all we do. Hey, guys. Thank you guys for listening. This was fun. I, I like doing these old school ones every now and then. These are these are cool. You don't have to spend too much time uh, rehashing with gas or whatever. You can just go straight into, like, cool fucking... I don't know. That's how we do. These are the fun That's ones. That's how we do. All right, man. This is Miss Susan Booze. Bring your tears. Cheers. Pretty good beers. Had a lot of time recording, so we hope you have a lot of fun wrestling. How about I fucked that up? No. It's all, it's I think all we had a lot of time recording. Why did I say that? We had a lot of fun recording, so we hope you have a lot of fun listening. That's what I meant. There we go. I'm not going to edit this. Fuck it.